Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Things are getting dark, my friends. Today, the January 6th committee put out a list of people for whom they demand the private records of, and it includes tons of prominent Trump supporters, activists, I think it's what, members of Congress even, right? Well, I'm looking over and the person nodding at me is one of the people on the list, getting uh, getting, getting uh, ready for that gulag, Jack. I am on the official regime enemies list. It is not the first time I have made a regime enemies list. I have so many people I need to thank. Uh, <laughs> for, for allowing me this moment. But, but in all seriousness, um, this represents a turning point, right? This, this has gotten, and for me and for my family, you know, I've had conversations with, um, you know, with my wife who's actually here tonight and, and my parents, you know, what, what does this mean going forward? Because here's the thing is that this is a first step. They, they, like, this is a first step. This is, Overwhelmingly, it's it's Democrat, and I, I don't think it's fair to say Republican because what you got like Kinzinger and Cheney. Yeah, but it's, the, it's like it's the, establishment authoritarian. They're 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 it's it's you, it's Jack Posobiec. I mean, it's a huge list. You've got Alex Jones, you got Steve Ben, you got Scott Pressler, uh, Donald Trump, his entire family, um, a, a huge slew of Trump officials, to include Cash Patel, mm-hmm. uh, who if, if anyone has seen Plot Against the President knows what Cash did behind the scenes. So he's been put on the list, by the way, to neutralize him. So that puts him in a bind that he can't now go and operate out. Um, you've got uh, people that were part of the administration, people are in and around the administration. It's basically, if you are a public Trump supporter, you have now been put on this list, and they are now requesting, and I say requesting, it is a subpoena for your private communications between April 2020, all the way back April 2020, wow. forward through January well, 2021. We'll, 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 we'll definitely get into all of the nitty-gritty details, but suffice it to say... Wow, man. This is the biggest red flag. It is a 20-foot red flag raising, you know, on top of a building. This is not just like, a, hey, man, things are, oh, that's crazy. I mean, you know, people want to criticize me for saying things like civil war, balkanization. The government just targeted, I mean, some of the names on this list are like run-of-the-mill Twitter activists, and they're demanding the private details of these people. This is how it begins. So we got to talk about that. We got to talk about, uh, you know, vaccine mandates and, and lockdown stuff. Plus, we'll, we may, maybe we'll bring up Australia a little bit because they're doing those camps. Um, but I, 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 we have a lot. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot going on. But I feel like this opening story is just it's the biggest story of maybe the past of our generation. In fact, a list was put out by the U.S. government targeting political activists, dissidents. Uh, it's freaky, man. But uh, we're also hanging out with uh, Daniel. Daniel Turner. You want to introduce yourself? Daniel Turner, Power of the Future. Um, I think this is fifth time back on the show. Yeah. It's great to be oh, here. Yeah, so thank you for having me well, on again. Y- you guys went on a trip yeah. to uh, Alaska. We did, yeah. So we were like, you know, we should have you guys come in and talk about energy independence and, and obviously uh, what's been happening in the U.S. With, with Biden's policies. And and then the day you're supposed to come, we get this list drop. Jack's mm-hmm. on it. And we're like, wow. But So we'll get into that, 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 that trumps a little bit. Trumps. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> can't, yeah. You can't say circle back now either. No. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's stolen. But we'll, we'll get into all this stuff uh, for sure. Man, this is this is heavy stuff. Uh, we got Ian. Is this confirmed it's a government list? Because I'm seeing it's from this dude, this journalist put this list out. It's, it's, it's Kyle It's Cheney. from the January 6th committee. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. So is this is the January 6th, the select committee, that the commission that they've set up for the investigation into the January 6th, you know, it was, it was a riot at the Capitol. And they're now targeting. And keep in mind that the vast majority of this, the people on this list, I and I, I have to go check it again, were not participants right. or members in any way. weren't there of what right. happened. There, it's an right? excuse. This and, is, and the FBI. This is moving the chains. This well, is moving the chains. Patriot Act forward. Let's 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 so say we'll, we'll get into there's it. We'll so into much, it. There's so much. There's so much. We got Lydia. Lydia I voice. am pushing buttons in the corner. I'm going to be super quiet today because I am really ready to listen to what's going on with this weird and crazy list and why Jack's on it. What did Jack do? Don't forget, go to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to have a bonus member segment coming up as we do Monday through Thursday. If you're a member, you get access to that. And your support uh, helps fund our journalism. And you'll also get an ad-free experience. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Now let's talk about the apocalypse. From CNBC, January 6th committee demands a huge trove of Trump White House records, burying the lead here. This is the official reporting from CNBC. But what they're not telling you, as much as the key point is, the House committee investigating January 6th assault on the Capitol formerly demanded records related to at least 30 members of former President Donald Trump's inner circle. What they don't include in this is that the list includes a ton of other people. We're talking like run-of-the-mill activists. We're talking about, look, you got Scott Pressler. Hmm. Why is Scott Pressler on this list for a demand for records? Hmm. Scott Pressler is an activist who registers Republicans to vote and cleans up garbage. What does he have to do with January 6th? You got Alex Jones, Owen Schroyer. I don't even know who some of these people are. Do you guys know who Tracy Diaz is? No disrespect. Negative. I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's, uh, Tracy Beans. Oh, uh-huh. on Twitter? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't yeah. even know. I mean, was, was, was Tracy even there? I have no idea. So all of these names on this list, these are the, uh, the official demands. They want all of these names. All, look at this one. They say they want all documents and communications within the White House on January 6, 2021, relating in any way to the following. And they say the January 6 rally, the march, Donald J. Trump, Sarah Matthews, Hope Hicks, Mark Meadows, Dan Scavino, Pat Cipollone, Mark Short, Patrick Philbin, Eric Hirschman, Stephen Miller, Greg Jacob. I mean, it's, 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 it's everybody. It's, it's Trump's admin. You've got uh, Kaylee McEnany. Mm. Then you go down. I think the, what's, what's what the, the really the scariest thing about this is when they start naming activists from April 1st, 2020 through January 20th, 2021. All documents and communications concerning the 2020 election and relating to the following individuals. And that's where we see, you know, Ali Alexander, Brandon Strzok, Rose Tennant, Vernon Jones, Michael Flynn, Alex Jones, Owen Schroyer, Scott Pressler. Jack Posobiec, hmm. Angela Stanton King, George Papadopoulos, Mark Burns, Roger Stone, George Flynn. I mean, the, the, I don't even know Enrique Tarrio, Michael Codry. I don't even know who some of these people are. But these are not politicians. Katrina Pearson. Uh, who, so who, who's that? That she was the spokesman for the Trump campaign in 2016, chief spokesman. And were these people there? No. Why do they want no, communications by, going by back a people, year before? Hmm. Which, and keep in mind, this is so not about what, January what it 6th. says, no. what it says, and and my my legal team has been over this with a fine tooth comb. What they're requesting for, if you look at this specific subsection where it names, you know, kind of the activists, it doesn't even mention the actual January 6th event itself. It just says 
all documents and communications concerning the 2020 election from April to January 20th. So essentially, if you had any comment whatsoever, any communication whatsoever with uh, with the government from that entire, it's almost a year that they're asking for, mm. of the private records, personal communications that they are trying to subpoena. This has nothing to do with January 6th. No, and I'll tell you very quickly, what they're trying to do with me, and I know exactly what they're trying to do with me, is they are trying to go after my White House sources. They want to know who it is that I've been in communication with at the White House that, of course, is being done in a way where I'm keeping them private. They're giving me information. It's a network of people that send stuff to me, and then I get it out. Right? They know that this has been a thorn in the side of the Biden administration because there are some people that are even in the Biden administration that are looking at this. They want to get into my records, and they want to get that out. Well, I'm here to say right now to Nancy Pelosi and anybody else, you're not getting it. You're not getting my sources. You can send whatever you want to me. You can do whatever you want to me. I'm not giving it up because these people are patriots. They are telling me the truth. They're telling me the truth about what's going on when it comes to COVID and the government's response. They're telling me the truth about what's going on on the ground in Kabul. They're telling me the truth about what's actually going on behind the scenes at the White House, as opposed to the lies that you people are putting out in your press briefings. And so if you want to come for it, you better be ready. This is a you this absolutely is, better be ready. And, and your stand is admirable, and, and they're going to come after you. And I, I and you're a hero for standing up to them. This this is a twofold, in my opinion, a process. The first is to punish those people who were on the wrong side. Um, this is to punish them, you specifically, the people on this list. This is the, the scary part of using political power is to punish your enemies. But the second part also is to send a warning for people in the future. Don't join the wrong side because this is what's going to happen to you. This is meant to silence and scare people who want to get politically active. The only reason why I didn't go January 6th is because, like, I had something on the farm. It was a two-hour drive. I think it was cold and raining, and I kind of actually felt bad. I was like, you know what? I should be there. There's, like, 40,000 people but like I just can't, I, I can't make it. I just I honestly couldn't make it, and it was like ah I I can't. But what if you know how many people would have made the same decision? And that is to say to people like me, next time there's a rally like this, don't go, Daniel, because oh. you look look what they'll do to you. Owen Schroyer just got charged. He was released. I guess he can't talk about it. But so so the way this works is they're they're making a demand for internal government documentation on these individuals. Is that that's correct, Jack? Right. So what it is is this is the first step in the process. What they're doing now is they're going for internal government documents that would have been held under the Trump administration uh, as pertains to the Presidential Records Act as well as anything else that might be on file regarding this um you know, the, uh, regarding the election, at least there's different subsections and there's different types of things that they're asking for, for different groups of people. And so, but by and large, it's a letter to the national archivist. So what that is, is all those records. So when you go to a presidential museum and you'll see the, they have the entire records of that administration there. If you go to, you know, the Kennedy museum or the Roosevelt museum. And so what they've done now, obviously Trump doesn't have a museum yet up. Um, Obama doesn't even have his museum up yet. He's getting some uh, legal trouble with that. But what they do is the National Archivist will set all of those records aside. So then the question becomes, does and will Trump uh, come back? And I think they know what's going to happen is that he'll exert what's called executive privilege 
over either all of these records or a portion of these records. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, that's where the politics comes in, and they're going to demand, well, hey, these people were outside the administration, like myself. I wasn't a member of the administration. I was working for One American News at the time, um, who I actually did have a phone call with today, and and we you know we talked about everything, and we said, and they said, you know, we got your back, Jack. Now I have a trivia question for you. If you wanted to avoid the Presidential Records Act and you set up a separate email server, (laughs) in what room of your house would you put that server? The basement. I would, I would, Hillary Clinton's basement. basement. The basement bathroom. Right, the basement bathroom. Oh, that's that 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 exactly what this was. That's that's how you bypass it. That's actually a great way of explaining this. You set up jackpasobicworld.com and you have everyone, and I am Steve Johnson at jackpasobic, and we all use this. And it's run out of my basement, and that way, when the big power of FOIA comes in and says we want to see your records, you say I'm not using any government well, well, records. Well, to, to be fair, I'm using. But come on, Hillary, come on, Hillary Clinton server. Hold on, hold on. I got to fact check. That was the whole purpose of it I, I to gotta, avoid this process. Daniel, we have to fact check you. Okay, this is fake news. She was just. She had those emails were yoga. That stuff. was yoga. Yeah, 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 it was yoga. Her daughter's wedding. Right, Guess she's not right, doing right, the yoga right. that much. You know, anyway. see, see, <laughs> see. We all understand. We, the exactly, truth. exactly. Yeah, Hillary was just talking about yoga. So yeah. she, she had sent 10, 10 plus thousand, thirty thousand, thirty thousand emails about her daughter's server to avoid government FOIA requests. Exactly for this purpose. For this exact, exactly for this purpose. Because when an activist partisan group gets together and they decide that they want to expend. And it's a complete overreach, a massive overreach of political capital and government capital where they want to go into people's private lives like this. This is one way that if you are somebody like Hillary Clinton, who's running these off the books operations, we saw that what Sidney Blumenthal was running around Libya right before the invasion and all of this, right, that she's able to do that, mixing classified information in and out. But if you're someone... You know, and that's totally fine when you're Hillary Clinton. But if you're someone in the Trump administration, right? If, like, imagine if you know Donald Trump had a private email. Another guy doesn't use email, but you know, we know what happened. This is what happens when you're on the other side of that. They will come after you with the full force of the federal government. And what I've been told: these last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items, like your transmission 
engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash Carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash Carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. What I've been told from a lot of people is, okay, that's the Presidential Records Act. Mm. This is just step one. Yeah. Well, well, Jack, this is you, not have, going to end have, with this. Have you given any thought to what job you'll be doing in the Gulag? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. As a matter of fact, I have. So I have already picked out my Gulag job, and you know, it's it's already taken, and but it's actually going to be providing a service to everyone else, you know, who's on the list, and probably everyone in this room who will be there with me, um, especially Ian. Yeah. You know, well, he, he's he'll be the graphene engineer. Jack will be playing bass, and so I'll be playing bass. Yeah. No. So I'm going to be providing the Mandarin lessons for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that we'll, I'll be able to teach you up in Mandarin. We'll be able to learn, learn very quickly. We'll, you know, we'll try to get characters. I know it's on Daniel, you know, you might be in the remedial class. Yeah, with that's that. fine. That's but fine. that way. I'll be working for Nike. I'll be making that, Exactly. Yes. You'll <laughs> yeah. be very happy. Right. Yeah. And, and that way we'll be able to communicate with the guards. So it'll actually oh, be quite useful right. for oh, us. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's good planning ahead, Jack. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. How do you say yeah. sounds effing awesome in Mandarin? Can we say that on YouTube? All right. Great. You know, we let, we joke about this stuff, but, uh, this is not, this list clearly is not about January 6th. No. No. It, it, it's, it's calling for records related to the election. What they've, what they've, what they want to do, what they've been trying to do, which every step of the way has been, uh, they've just literally gutted and mutilated the American Republic from the first impeachment to the second impeachment to the constant harassment to the lies in the media. They hated Trump so much that they were willing to do anything. And by the way, I'm, and it's, I'm and not, it's not done though. So we're, we're doing lists now. Hmm. Do you, I, I'll, I'll just say this right now. Every step of the way since going back to 2017, 2018, I've been talking about some kind of civil conflict, civil war. I've said, I see no reason for this to de-escalate. Now, mm. I would, I have no problem saying right now, for all I know, everything just slows down. People finally say, I'm done with the conflict. I don't want to be fighting anymore. And everyone shakes hands and we, and we move along. All of a sudden, Republicans, Democrats hugging in the hallways. But I don't see any reason for that to happen. No. Then not only do we have a shootout last weekend in Portland between left and right wing groups, you now have predominantly Democrats. Let's be real. Kinzinger and, and Cheney are not anything other than Democrats with a Republican for a name. They're coming out and saying, we want to know about the election. We want to know about what their strategies were, their campaigns. Yeah. We want to know what the, what the, what the Trump administration, any of these people and the government were talking with these people about. Scott Pressler? Hmm. The guy who cleaned up garbage in Baltimore? And you know, here's what's going to happen. Here's the first step: is the list, right? The next step is they. You, you say they won't get it. They're not going to get the. They're not going to get that information, right? Here's my prediction. I could be wrong, but here's just a thought I had. Maybe maybe it's a, a, a long shot. They'll say, okay, well, how about we have the archivist start checking to make sure the, those records exist, and then if they're going to, you know, and then the judge will be like, well, before they can be released, there has to be a challenge and there's an injunction, and then they leak, and then private communications start leaking out of context. All of a sudden, news stories emerge accusing people of very serious wrongdoing, and it's used to seed very, very bad press 
and and shot content through the midterms and into the next presidential election. Well, and, and how they'll do this also, and this is just how the Justice Department works when it's pursuing a lead, is they will say, all right, well, this is only official government correspondence. So any .gov, whitehouse.gov email address that mentions Jack by name, and then they'll read the email and they'll say, Jack was at the Christmas party on Thursday. And they'll say, well, we need to know more about the Christmas party. And who else was at the Christmas party? Lydia was at that Christmas party. Well, now we need Lydia's records because Lydia is now tied to Jack that because, and, that, and it will just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, now you're turning over things that aren't whitehouse.gov. Now you are turning over private stuff. And it's like, look, you know, we went to the DA. And there's enough evidence here that, yep. that we have to keep digging. And, and, and you, keep, you keep digging, and eventually every, all of us are guilty of some. What's that book? They a, go, a crime a day. We're all guilty of like they, four crimes a day if you dig. They'll go to a grand jury, yeah. a non adversarial court. They'll say, look at this. These people are implicated in January 6th for this reason. And the grand jury is going to be like, do it, indictment. Yeah. Right. And they're going to go, and then they'll go to. Uh, even prior to that, but they'll go to what Comcast, Verizon, etc., and they're going to say, "Hey, we're you know we're investigating this. It's very important. We needed these records. We need to go through all this. So you know, turn it all over." And of course, they will. Like I'm, I'm under no, uh, I'm under no aspersion that they what they want to do, what they're trying to do here is remember George Papadopoulos. The fact that he's on this list as well, he was caught up in this. He he got a date wrong. Right. He got a date wrong in the first one of these witch hunts during Russiagate. So he got the date wrong in Russiagate. And so he went to jail for a week because when he sat down and had that conversation, he couldn't remember when he met the guy who talked about Hillary's emails. And, you know, I said it was this day, but it was actually a month before, you know, um, you know, a year later. Right. That's how they get you. That's what yep. they're looking for is perjury. That, traps. That's, that's mm-hmm. why Trump refused to go in person and said he'd have his that's lawyer draft a letter written yeah. only. Right. Yep. So my lawyers are preparing a number of of methods to to prevent any of this but if they if they do try to subpoena me and ask me to go for any of my sources um, that's that's the hard line i will not give you anything in regards to that in fact i'm not going to pl- comply with any of these requests if i have any choice in the matter whatsoever i'm not going to comply i'm not going to have anything to do with this i'm not going to listen to what you say look i spent a year at guantanamo bay already send me back i don't care send me to gitmo I've been there already. Well, once. You were, I'll you, do it again. You weren't there as a prisoner. Yeah, you have to phrase that properly. Right. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, not much difference. Honestly, not much difference between. I've been on one side of the glass. And I'll be on the other side of the glass. I don't care. I want to uh, Lydia pull up this uh, this graphic. Yeah. This is an image that we've seen before on the show, and we debated uh, whether or not it was true and correct. But it's the ten stages of genocide. Now, the first thing is that this graphic we have is an oversimplification of the actual ten stages of genocide. Uh, that was initially written, I think it was written by a historian or academic, talking about what we see through various authoritarian dictatorships. But let me just read some for you. They said the first stage is classification. People are divided into us and them. Stage two is symbolization. People are forced to identify themselves. Three, discrimination. People begin to face systematic discrimination. Four is dehumanization. People equated with animals, vermin, or diseases. Hmm. Five is organization. The government creates specific groups, police and military, to enforce the policies. Six is polarization. The government broadcasts propaganda to turn the populace against the group. Seven is preparation. Official action to remove and relocate people. Eight is persecution. The beginning of murders, theft of property, trial massacres. Nine is extermination, wholesale elimination of the group. And ten is denial. The government denies that it committed any crime. Now, I don't think that this is a linear uh, path. Hmm. You know, I think it's just several things you see in uh, genocide or or, uh, you know, uh, dictatorship. So I'll, I'll just very quickly say 
when the last time we talked about this, we, we got to uh, number two, people are forced to identify themselves. And it's like, where are people being forced to identify themselves? Yeah. Not Australia. Political, no. political uh, or uh, gender, you know, pronouns. On, on COVID. No, you're not being forced. You're not being forced. On but COVID, I, mean, I think we're on step seven. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the COVID passports is kind I mean, of like I mean, identify yeah. yourself. Are you – So let's let's, let's are talk – Are you the virus? So so yeah. the, the, the conversation we're having before was about, you know, the obviously, you know, January 6th, they put out this list uh, of, of a bunch of people, including Trump activists. But when you think about it in terms of the vaccine, oh, this list is, is mm. scary. Mm. I mean, for one, us and them, oh, yeah. They keep going on TV saying that all of this is the fault of the people who aren't vaccinated. People are forced to identify themselves. Yes, they're mandating that you reveal your identification at buildings. Mm. People are facing systematic discrimination. Yeah, you can't go into buildings. People are equated with equated with animals, vermin, or diseases. Horse medicine. They're talking about people who are, who are taking yeah. ivermectin, not FDA approved for for use in COVID, mind you, but they're equating it with with animal. The government creates specific groups, police and military, to enforce the policies. Are we there yet? Is that happening? Is there a specific group that's been created for this? Well, the Capitol Police has been expanded. But that's that's, that's more true, MAGA stuff. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not vaccine-related stuff. They say the government broadcasts propaganda. Well, I mean, Fauci won't shut up. <laughs> and yeah. then official action to remove and relocate people. I'll tell you this. I don't think we're there yet in terms of the vaccine, but you have various aspects of this across the board. we got to be careful we don't play into this either because the first one, us and them. I've noticed when I have conversations <laughs> here and in general, I talk about them like they are the Biden crew or whatever, mm. the deep state, whatever they I'm feeding this. Mm. And if I keep talking lazily, acting like that, they're going to keep acting like, see, I just did it again. They, mm. mm-hmm. there is no they. It's us. We are humans on earth together. Yeah, the, Ian, that's, 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 that's utopian thing. Well, but if it's, if we don't go that direction, we're going to start dividing people. So that's, that's like saying if I, choose. it's if, very if, easy if I to lead def- someone who's thinking in that, those terms, they, you know, the, you know, and you hear this. If, by the way, what you just said is, if you turn on, tune into MSNBC or CNN right now and you listen to how they talk about these medical mandates, they always use terms of we and us. Mm. We need to do this. To we them. need to do that. Right? We, this is, it's always we. It's always we us. We need to make things harder for them. They've right. said and that on like, TV. Well, who, and, who is we? And look in at the this way situation. they talk about we. Who are you? What was the, what was the adjective we kept using in Alaska when they talked about the crowd who was at Obama's birthday party? How they described sophisticated. themselves. Sophisticated. We are yeah. sophisticated. We're a sophisticated yeah. vaccinated class. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why there was no concern about that party. It was a sophisticated, we are the enlightened ones. We're the smart ones. We are, you, you know, Bill Maher made this uh, uh, five, six, well, maybe it was about a year and a half ago on one of his monologues where he talked about middle America, right? We have Wolfgang Puck. They have Chef Boyardee, oh, yeah, right? right? Yeah. We have this. They have that. They're envious of us. So I, I appreciate what you're saying from the humanitarian perspective. I wish we were a we, but I fear that if I don't have a they versus us, they're going to kill me. Like they talk about me, you know what they're doing to you with this with this uh, January sixth commission right now. They have complete desire to eradicate me from the political space, from the the discourse space, from the what I do for a living. And so if I don't put up ba- boundaries, they're coming at. And remember me. what we've also seen that's going on, and this is something where that I'm going to get into if they want to pursue this with me is. They will set up operations, and we've seen this in the past, we've seen this even just last year, where the federal government and the FBI will use a system of informants and plants that will go into various groups, these sort of like edge case groups, Discord chats, Facebook groups, and then they will become accelerants. So they will accelerate what's going on. They will become accelerationists for that particular 
uh, that specific unit, that specific mm. group of people, whether it's a militia or something. And we are going to get onto all of that, Nancy Pelosi. I want to find Nancy Pelosi's personal communications that were members of these militias. I want to go after all the communications that her and her staff have had with Stuart Rhodes but and the Oath Keepers. I want to make a point to wrap up what Ian said. The, there's only one thing you need to understand to, to understand, uh, so, so you know that this, this is just not correct. Go tell the Taliban what you just said. Go walk up to them outside of the, the, the airport in Kabul and say, we're all in this together. There's no us and them and see how they treat you. Well, sometimes it works. No, I've been in on, situations dude. where I don't even speak the language, but as long as you vibe with them, you are one of them. You're going to vibe with the Taliban? I don't know. You could. They're walking around with guns. They're, 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 they're beating people I, in the streets. It, that's kind of a fantasy because I don't know them. I've never seen a person that identifies as Taliban. Or all I've seen is propaganda. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've met Taliban. I think members. going to what you're they, saying, they, their their vibe is how much of the Quran do you have memorized? Mm-hmm. Their their vibe is you know do you perform zakat? Are you praying five times a day? Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh oh oh, O'Reilly. Um, they, and you're an American. You it know, doesn't matter. You, I like you know, the Quran, though. Have it's you, interesting. Have you I mean, submitted could... to Islam? Right. It, 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 right. Yes and no, but it, it, it doesn't matter. And if you're an American right now, then you're immediate. Like, like, yeah, well, yeah, well, there well, are why, situations. Why, why, practice why, why practice they, some Russian why, if you're over there. Situations why did they beat that that Australian guy? There was an Australian guy just mind walking to the airport, and they just started beating him. Why would they do that? I don't know. But there, it's just us, right? I see partly what you're saying because there are situations where it can become so volatile that if you insert yourself, you'll be destroyed without in a moment but what do you it, think it, is happening when we they can put also together create a that list volatility this do is part th- of that creating that volatility if we we can also create that volatility if we want so it's like you can acknowledge that it's there without propelling it ignoring the problem won't make it stop. no i'm not as saying a, to ignore it i'm just saying uh, don't I'll, feed I'll it. put it this way as as you know as a as a catholic i i believe that you know that there is a heaven and in 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 that wonderful you know the new Eden, the new kingdom. That there, it will be us, and we will all be one, and we will all be together. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this current moment, in this part of the movie that we're in right now, in what we're living through, what I am personally living through, when I look at my kids, mm-hmm. when I put them to bed and think, is this the last time I'm going to see them? Because somebody's going to come and knock on my door and take me away with CNN getting tipped of, off. With CNN getting tipped off because of my opinions, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't really have that luxury right now. Mm-hmm. But so, I do have so, the, I do have my rosary, and I say that every day. But I, that's all I got. You raised an interesting point, and I think this is where our system is rigged, and it, and it is very messed up. In that you said, "I'd love to see Nancy Pelosi's correspondence," but but Congress is exempt, hmm. right? Congress doesn't have to share their records. No one has the authority to ask for Nancy Pelosi's records. Now she has the authority to ask for the president's records. Um, I find that the, the, a huge flaw with our problem, right? FOIA does not exist in, in the judicial, in the uh, excuse me, in the legislative branch. You can't ask your your senator, your I'll congressman. Get I'll get them. Uh, well, if someone leaks them, I'll yeah. get them. But but um, my point is that you don't have the the. She has tools. She, does, she doesn't know how far she, my network goes. Th- th- I'm going to get. That's it. not what I'm saying. I'm saying that that legally she yes, has tools. I, I see you don't. Right. We don't. Hmm. And not everyone is Jack Posobiec. But Daniel, these are. Better men. That's not well. They're exactly. so sophisticated. Though, <laughs> yeah, they are sophisticated. They're so sophisticated. They're so much and, better. And than that us. is a huge problem with the way with, with the way things are structured right now. Um, and and so you can subpoena you. You can impeach the president twice. But what authority does the president have to say? I would like to know how Nancy Pelosi is coordinating with X, Y, or Z to come after me and my administration. Oh, and, I want to see and, your communications one, on the belt fed uh, the, the crew served machine. Oh, has. and another one. By the way, Chuck Schumer. Did did you see what happened to your boy Andrew? 
Your boy Andrew Cuomo. He's not really you my saw, boy. He's actually that, right? saying that because I'm from New York. Chuck, you uh, saw that, right? By the way. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I know some things, Andrew. Or I know some things, Chuck. Don't don't go there. Don't go there. They're going there. <laughs> okay, Chuck. You know you know what's funny is uh, when you look over in Australia, we got... Uh, okay. They're building camps. Mm. You know what I saw? What's really funny? Check this out. Check this out. Um, you see, the Q- I, they have the I, QR codes as well on the doors. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. The, on yeah, the yeah they're putting they're, they're they're putting signs on people's doors. You sus- see this? Uh-uh. Suspected of having COVID. Now here's the best no, part. So you have to swipe in. It's it's oh, gro- wow. it's grocery stores. It's it's where you when you go to work. If you're going, uh, I don't know if churches are open. And, this, and now I think this is mainly the New South Wales. It's that one yep. area yeah. where it's where it's worse. It's, it is it is. Uh, it's, it's like it's Minority everywhere. Report, man. You know what I saw today? I looked at this article from Nine News Australia. Of They have an interactive map of all of the areas of New South Wales that are under lockdown. Surprise, surprise, it's all of them. And stay-at-home orders. You're only allowed to leave for very specific things. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth went out surfing. Hmm. You know why? Because if you're rich, you're exempt. So wow. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's been people complaining about it, saying, how come the rich people are at the beach? And they said, shut your mouth, peasant. Do you think anyone's going to arrest Chris Hemsworth? He's a national icon. He's yeah. a treasure. Mm-hmm. He's, yep. a, he's exempted, just like our politicians are exempt from all of our COVID now, rules. I, I want to make sure this is clear. I, I think Chris Hemsworth is red. I don't blame him for this. Good I actor. Don't, the government Everyone is, 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 is implementing – I'll put it this way. I don't think it's the fault of Chris Hemsworth that he's successful and able to go to the beach. Nope. I think what that really means is the government is purposefully punishing the poor. They are purposefully beating down poor people. Yeah. That's the problem. When, Did when, you see the churches that they were going after? No. You know, I, I saw this video and, uh, it's, it's amazing because I looked up the anchor's name because the guy had tweeted it out. It was some, lo- like a local news thing in, in Australia and the guy's name was actually Peter Overton. Right? So his, his name <laughs> wow. is actually Overton. <laughs> wow. Simulation. Right? Simulation, right? And, and they're, and then they go and they interview somebody and he said, and it's this, it's this like, you know, pasty white guy with a mask going, well, I just, I just had to call the police on this church and what they were doing was just so wrong and it was terrible. He's like at the, the vocal fry, you know, Ugh. and, mm. and oh, yeah. you, and you look at the church and these are like, um, uh, the majority of them appear to be immigrants, uh, to Australia and they, very, not well off. I mean, it's like folding chairs and like uh, not well off church, but it was a place where people were going because they were looking for some semblance of connection to the eternal and to the infinite, something positive, uh, a sense of community where they could get over. And because one, and you should hear the way, I don't know if you have the, you know, the clip of it, but the, the way they're talking about this church, they call them arrogant mm. and they called them greedy and self-interested. And I'm like, these are, these are Christians you're referring yeah. to this way. People who are not affluent, people who aren't on fancy news networks like Peter Overton. You, you raised right? a great point of, of how, you know, it is punishing the poor. And when Obama had his birthday party a couple of weeks ago and people were saying, you know, hypocrisy, et cetera, I took a very different approach. And, and another thing that happened at the birthday party, John Kerry showed up in his private jet, right? And people said, shame on John Kerry hypocrisy. And I said, if I had John Kerry's wealth and married a rich widow, um, that's the old-fashioned way you make your money, right? I would fly a private jet. And if I had Obama's wealth and prestige, I would have a party 
with 600 of my closest friends. The point is not that they did it. Everyone should have that right. The, the point is that the people telling us to go green and to lock down are never going to do it. Right. They are never going to follow the laws that they want the powerless, the voiceless, the nameless and faceless to have. Well, keep in mind. That what, is the problem. What they're it's doing now. It's not the hypocrisy. It's that you don't have the power to thwart the laws that the rest of us are imposing on what you. What the green movement has wanted for a generation the same people are now getting through the threat of COVID. Right. COVID envy is a real thing. Right. So they, they wish that they could get right. You know, so now it's all the people who were, you know, like sort of like the grifter class, the ones that are just pushing this stuff. They, you know, they used to be climatologists. Now they're all epidemiologists. You know, they, they went to bed one night and woke up and now they're, they're getting the restrictions. They are getting the mandates. They're getting everything they wanted to take away people's liberties and people's freedoms yeah. through the threat of it's, you know, it's, it's almost cliche to say it at this point, but the Rahm Emanuel's famous quote, never let a crisis go to waste. Yeah. And yeah. COVID is for your good, for the good of society. Therefore, you have to follow these prescriptions and the environmentalists have wanted that forever. The COVID shut down people's ability to go to church, right? The Australia laws, which are that list that you mentioned, which came out today was you read that and it it reads like Nazis, Nazis, they're Nazis, man. It reads people of Australia. I mean, they're protesting. They are. But you have and it's going to get literal. I, I, when I say literal, I'm saying thousand dollar fines if they catch you outside after and, curfew. And at what point do the police, the Australian police, who I hope are listening to this podcast on horseback, say, "I am not going to hit this person with my," but but you see the video. Well, of did them you see the hitting the, the, the truckers' videos? At, at what point yes. do the Australian police yeah. say, "I am not obeying this order"? Mm. I saw you know, and it, it it was I saw a couple of videos where it was truckers saying, you know, we we run this country, <laughs> and people realize. So you look on the map, Australia is pretty big, but it's if you look at the actual um you know i always do map breaks on on twitter if you look at the actual populated areas it's only around the coast right it's very sparsely populated and so those truckers are absolutely necessary as as much as they are everywhere else but mm. really in australia when they're shipping those goods when they're shipping that food and you see you're starting now to hear these truckers and they say they're saying we will shut this country down over this if you keep pushing us over this but stuff. will enough we of will them. stop will that's the question isn't it you know, because we, we like to talk about the police and, you know, we, with the big movement to abolish the police. This is why I'm saying right now, I've, I've, I've been on the abolish the police train for a little bit, <clears throat> most of talking to Michael Malice, and it, ha it has a lot to do with watching what happened with the lockdowns. How many cops, not all of them, you know, NYPD actually. I think a lot of people on the right had, had a moment. They went through mm -hmm. something watching those videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're going right back to, def back to blue. You know, there's a period where we saw people on the right throwing police, the, 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 the thin blue line flag on the ground and stomping on it because the cops were now turning on them. But you look at what's happening in Australia and who's enforcing it. It's all these metro cops and they're, they're, they're macing little girls. It is some of the most insane. For their health. Yeah, for the, for the protect them. In the name and of the their girls are for their own screaming. Good. Yeah, for your own good. They're busting down doors and taking people out of their homes. They're shutting down churches. In New York City, they shut down churches. You, I'm telling you right now. You've got a you've got a slight opportunity, or you had it's probably gone. When the left kept saying defund and abolish, if every conservative said you got it, then you would avoid what's coming next. Mm. I mean, you, but, the, but, the issue there is you have a psychological uh, difference of, of viewpoint when it comes to it. So the right, it, one of the 
uh, leading planks of the right is is wanting an ordered society, right? So this idea of of being conservative means that you want that traditional ordered society, and so rule of law and the enforcement mechanism, the forcing function for rule of law, would be a lawful and uh, dignified police service. Of right? course, of and course, and that's the idea. Versus, but is that what's happening? And that's not what's happening. Right. But what I'm saying is, is you, to get a conservative to kind of go wholeheartedly and join hands with like a BLM member on that, you, it would take a lot of conversation <clears throat> and a lot of looking at issues like what you're talking about, by the way, and getting them to actually sit down and say, wait a minute, perhaps there were, and I actually had, uh, Nico House, who's a, uh, he's a BLM guy, he's like a man of left, but he's someone that I've become friends with and someone that I talk to. And one thing that he always says is, Jack, I, I, I'm not against the rule of law. What I'm against is corruption, right? And aren't you against corruption? I said, well, yeah, of course I'm against corruption. Well, then maybe we're not as in disagreement as it seems. Yeah, the enforcement mechanism I don't think is the problem. I think the, the, the problem is uh, these leaders who have newfound powers that no, no. one is stopping. Absolutely not. I, I agree with you that the police should not be enforcing no. bad laws. Plus, by but the way, like then when you demonize the police, when you demonize them, good cops step, leave no. and scrubs come through. Step one is no. the mayor no, 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 saying, no. I am no. ordering all churches to shut. And, and, and so and, and people, it takes... And, and it takes courage for people to say, I'm just not listening to that. Now, step it two is courage. the cops... The cops are are playing their role. I agree with you. But step one is when the when the mayor says, as of today, no church is allowed to be open. Do you know, you need priests and and ministers and parishioners to say it's not. This, I'm just going to say no, 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 no. This is an that. excuse. I'm go I don't to think church. it's an excuse though. This is I an excuse that is, we, we we hear all the time. Right now, there's a mandate in New York City. If you are if you are disabled, sick, or unable to get the vaccine, or for a religious reason, it is not the police stopping you. It is the mom and pop restaurants and bakeries saying, "F you, get out of my store. I don't care. I was told to do it, so I will." If all of these people in New York said, "I will not b- abide by illegal activities because violating, uh, discriminating against someone on the basis of a disability is a violation of New York City state and federal health uh, and non-discrimination laws," they'll do it anyway mm. because they don't care. They're feckless, spineless, pathetic losers. They all do it. And each and every one of these police officers has a choice. They can be a villain. When, 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 do you want to be a henchman to the villain? By all means, that's your choice. No one forces these people to be henchmen. But if the cops want to come out and say, yeah, I don't care if it's unconstitutional. I don't care if it violates my oath to the Constitution. I'm going to beat that old lady so she can't go to church. It's not Cuomo who did it. It's that individual police officer. I agree with you. And they're, and they're doing it to restaurants. They're doing it to salons. They're letting prisoners go and locking up small business owners. This is anarcho-tyranny. Exactly. And you see what's happening in Australia. We are, we are, we are a few months behind where they've been. Now, we have a constitution which does provide us some shielding on this. But if police officers have already been willing to arrest and fine and, and, and uh, block people from going to church, it, it's, it's the First Amendment. So it is the they role of— don't care. It is the role of individuals, individual police officers and individual ministers— uh, priests, uh, parish priests and individuals, uh, restaurant owners and, and bar owners. It is the role of the individual to say, I am not following this. When you say abolish the police, we are talking about institutions. And I would argue that the institution is not the thing at flaw right now. So I, I disagree with the abolish the police movement because we are talking about institutional flaws. You're absolutely right. If there is a cop who was told by the sergeant, hey, you got to go to arrest that person because they're trying to get into the bar. And they do it every time. Well, well then 
and and that's a huge problem. Absolutely. Yep. And then enough of cops are eventually going to say, I'm not doing it. But teachers are already quitting their jobs yes, saying, yes, I'm, I'm listen, not following that. As Jack just um, mentioned, so it, it's an individual the problem. The cops who won't do it quit. And They're, we've seen that. And, and I've gotten email after email. And it's, and it's, and now, folks, and now I, what do we I, see? I Hold on. What do we up. see? What do we see in Seattle? We saw the cops apologizing to Antifa as they arrested the victim of uh, Antifa violence. Crazy. I can sum all this up for anyone who you hasn't, um, you've gotten there yet. Get out of cities. <laughs> just get get out of cities. Just don't be there, mm. right? I, I was joking with uh, Michael Knowles that he had that you know reasons to vote for Democrats book, and it's all blank on the inside. Mm-hmm. And that uh, I was like, I should pull it, take a page out of your book and do a get out of cities book, and then just have one page get out of cities. The next page just don't be there. Get out of cities, <laughs> and just don't be there. And then you know three hundred pages of that, which you know if you survival do, guide for the yeah survival guide. Crisis. Don't don't be there. And uh, and I have people say, what do, what exactly do you mean by that, Jack? <laughs> and they want to drill down and, and you know kind of get get into it. I said. Get out of cities, but we do have institutional problems. Um, and, no, and these institutions are we used like, to have are, great are institutions. They are like, absolutely broken. Where is the ACLU? <laughs> right. <laughs> where is the that that was an institution? Where is I would argue as well. Where is the Catholic Church to say sorry? We're not closing our doors. I think the problem right? is we're, we're just there are institutional failures. We're in a pandemic. Whatever you think about the COVID, whatever, but we're in officially a pandemic. I think so. We're acting like habeas corpus is suspended, like Spanish flu time, like martial law. Like we're basically under martial law right now. I don't think they've officially declared it, but that's how it. And we've suspended right? habeas corpus before mm-hmm. in this country. And, and it didn't go very well. Like Lincoln did it now, during, and people would say, War. "Well, we won, right?" But but well, just and then he reinstated World War One too. Listen, when you have Eugene Dubs, when when you when you have no, small business owners locked up Japanese in World War World II. War Two, yeah. so, when you have so, small business owners being arrested while prisoners are being freed, and far leftists went around causing billions in damages in big and small cities across this country, it's not a suspension of habeas corpus; it's a narco tyranny, yeah. and the police are more than happy. I will tell you this. We, we, we already see the stories of the, the sheriff in Minnesota who arrested that woman because she had a cafe and she refused to shut down. If you purchase a weapon, as is your Second Amendment right, to protect yourself as riots are going on, I guarantee you these police will go to your house and they will arrest you. You mean like Kyle Rittenhouse? Absolutely. Hmm. If you are concerned that a 70-year-old man was bashed over the head with a, with a rock and left bleeding on the ground, which happened in Kenosha, and you say, I'm scared for my community, and then someone comes to you and says, how would you, you're, you're a young man working at the YMCA, how would you like to help protect our business as you say, okay. And then when a man chases you trying to steal your gun, you flee. And then when someone else fires a gun at you from behind, you turn. And when that man reaches for your gun, you fire in defense. They will lock you up. Hmm. They will go to your house in Wisconsin, Black Lives Matter. And when you brandish a firearm to, to, to show that you're acting in defense of your home, the police will go into your house and arrest you. And Black Lives Matter will celebrate it. Mm-hmm. They did. When Black Lives Matter went to a house in, in Milwaukee and set fire to it because they thought two girls were kidnapped there and they weren't. This is why a guy in his house sees the same group, and it was the same group, same activists, and thinks, I better, you know, let them know I'm armed. Now, he shouldn't have pointed the weapon at them. That I can uh, I can say. But Black Lives Matter, they were the ones who were complaining about the cops. But when the cops showed up, they celebrated it. Mm-hmm. And the cops didn't stop the rioters. What did I say a year before this? When we were When we were still living in Philadelphia, and we were looking at the riots, I said, I tell you this. There will come a time when the rioters, when the mob, when the cultists, the fascists, whatever, come to your house and are protesting. And the police will show up because of a disturbance in the neighborhood. And they'll look at each other and say, what's easier, arresting the guy in the house or dealing with a riot? Just arrest the guy in the house. And they've done it. Keeping the peace. Yeah, yeah, keeping the peace. They don't care about your rights. 
So I, I look at right now when we see a lot of these cops quitting after the defund the police stuff. I, I tell you this, man, the videos we see now, like the one in Seattle, Antifa is, is chasing a guy. He's backing up and he's saying, get away from me. And the cops come and arrest him and then say, I'm so sorry, man. Would you mind? And to Antifa. To I the, think extremists. I think, though, to only blame cops and to single out cops solely, right? is is a, maybe a little bit, you know, limiting in terms of how you're looking at it, right? We are looking at, in our cities, a symptom, a symptom of a broader societal collapse of moral values, of national institutions, well, I'm not of just national identity. Cops. No, and I don't think you are, but I think, a lot, I think there are a lot of people are who do that. Um, and I think that... A lot of what we're what we're seeing now is the collapse of this. Very, and a lot of this started in the '60s. You can argue it went back further, but when it really comes down to it, if we do not have a national shared vision of what our morals are, what our our national identity is, what does it mean to be American? When we are starting to destabilize these societies, like these groups, like anti, I just wrote a whole book about Antifa, but and I pointed out their their role is not like they have their stated role, but then they have their actual in practice role. They destabilize systems, right? We saw this in Weimar Germany, where was the that was the original institution of Antifa, right? They, they were a red front group. The idea was destabilize the country, and then somebody sweeps in, and then someone takes power. Yep, but who are the ones attacking the shared vision of what makes the country who are the ones attacking the shared values and that's why again going back to your point and i and i truly mean this, this i, the long li- the I like the fact that you want to be a we i want to be a we wouldn't it be great but when i look at our we institutions you take something as simple as this is a minute and a half of your time that we're going to say the darn national anthem and you sing it and you're going to be quiet and and for this minute and a half, whether you like it, don't like it, you think it's stupid, this minute and a half is not your minute. It's the, it's the national anthems minute, and we're all going to shut the hell up. Just like at your wedding, when someone was when you were doing your vows, if I stood up and was like, you know, I want to make a comment right now, people would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> This is Jack and Tanya's wedding. This and, is why we and, didn't invite Daniel, by the way. And you need to shut <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Almost This is it. not your time. The national anthem is not your – this belongs to the country. Shut the hell up. You know, I want to protest. You got the whole world to protest. But this belongs to but, the shared values of the country. And, but you can't have it. What do you do now if, it if, has to Now it's destroyed. If, this flag – you can't have it. This image can't have it. There are no more shared images because we are told let me, and, and, and that let me, they let are me, up for grabs. Let, let me throw this out They're there as all well up for grabs. to kind of put put a pin on that is what and what you were saying earlier, Ian. What do you think would happen if you went to Afghanistan right now and tried to set a Taliban flag on fire? Hmm. You'd probably get gunned down. What, what do you think would happen if you went out there and you saw, you know, a a you know, a Taliban uh, you know, sure, a council meeting, and you walked up and started protesting. What do you think what, would what happen? Do think hold happen? on, hold on. What do you think would happen if, when the ta- after the Taliban took over, you took the Afghan national flag and started carrying it through the streets? Oh what, wait, that I, did happen. That already Those happened. People were brutally right. beaten. Exactly. What happens when you when you when you knock down a pride flag? Hmm. The hate police in New York, I think it's in Queens, are, are the hate police is out because it's on camera. Someone knocked down a pride flag. We have two, You're not allowed we, to do that. We have sporting events doing two national anthems now. Mm. They, why not three? 
I'm not well, into the symbolism thing. Like, if, if Xi it's, Jinping it's, commanded us to sing the national anthem, it wouldn't be oh, like he will. American pride. Oh, it he would will. Be like, no, not, not the American Don't one. step on my freedom. Oh, like, it'll, it'll be a, you can't make, like, If Xi Jinping makes me say I love America, it doesn't mean I really love America. No one's asking you to say you love America. They are asking for this one particular moment. This thing does not belong to you. And it is humbling for all of us and the collective values of this country to say, you know what, that's not mine. Just like those vows, that moment, your speech, you know what, it's, it's Ian's birthday, ding, 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 and Ian wants to, no, 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 I'm gonna stop. Well, and this, you know, this is also, this is my, what, this is one moment in time that does not belong to any individual. But, 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 so but, no individual can usurp it. Ian, there's gotta be something that unites a that community simple. so yeah. that when it comes to conflict, they say, we may disagree on X, Y, and Z, but because of the overarching umbrella, we are here for each other. America used to be, they would talk about diversity, the great melting pot. But American culture and values always superseded. So when people talk about multiculturalism, there's two definitions. The left definition, well, I should say the, the, the original view of multiculturalism was you can come and have Chinatown. You can have Ukrainian village, little Italy, little Russia, whatever. But you followed the rules and the overarching culture of America. And you know what? People liked that. That's why they wanted to be here. But maybe they spoke Ukrainian and wanted to live by their relatives, but they still were free speech. They still were Second Amendment. They still wanted to uh, you know, live in this great country. What started happening now is that multiculturalism has come to mean something different, that there are pockets that exist outside of Americans' values and cultures. When those start growing a completely separate moral framework, there is nothing uniting two groups. You end up with two national anthems within the same space. And I'll tell you this. Two objects cannot occupy the same space. So when you have people who are under an umbrella all saying, okay, you know, I like skateboarding, you like BMX, and he likes snowboarding, but we're all Americans, we believe in free speech, and we like watching, you know, Michael Jackson music videos or something. That unites us. We don't have that anymore. Now you have people who say, all of your movies are racist and bad, and you're not allowed to like them anymore. We're going to sing a different national anthem. Okay, you have a completely different worldview, a completely different moral framework, and these things struggle to coexist with each other. That's the, that's, that's the thing about the national anthem. I don't think it's necessarily that we like force people to undergo it, but it's, it's more a sign that when we come to a point where we cannot agree the national anthem is something that we'll listen to and like and we're proud of, that half the people are like play a different one. Now in one arena, people are, are fighting a, a symbolic or ideological war. When they say they're going to do two national anthems. Well, it's also, you know, I mean, you think of it, right? Any sporting event is already two teams and two groups of fans that are there in opposition, right? They are there to, I want to defeat you. You want to defeat me. Look, I'm, I'm from Philadelphia. So, you know, whenever, you know, whenever we were playing, you know, or the Giants were in town, you know, it, it got pretty rough. Yeah. Like, like we literally had a, I almost was attacked at a sports game. Yeah. We literally yeah. had Baltimore <laughs> screaming for the Browns. Philly, yeah, exactly. Philly, but yeah, but Philly, Philly fans are the most awful people. Philly <laughs> Eagles fans. No offense to Philadelphia, but they, we're, we're actually quite proud of it. We're actually quite proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we Philly would have, fans are we have, we had an actual trial Philly court. Cow. We had an actual trial court that would sit at the stadium. Right, because there were so many fights that broke out that they didn't even want to have to bring somebody up to, uptown. They would just—they brought the judge to the stadium. They called it Eagles Court, That's right? Awesome. And I've, I've seen some, and I see some, I see some stuff. I see some, but anyway, but but to my point, right? Even in the city of Philadelphia, for that moment, when you've got two sides that want to go after each other, for that moment, you put that crap aside and you say, "What you know? What we're all Americans." Those two guys who would fight at the at, at, at the, you know at that game in Philadelphia they beat each other. They no 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 they'll fight each other. 
But if you went up and said something like, if you went to guy A and said, do you like America? He'd be like, of course. Guy B, do you like America? Of course. We're right. fighting over him spilling my beer. Right, exactly. Now you go into these, you, you, well, I don't know how, how much the fans actually care about this stuff, but now you'll actually have, uh, with the Olympics, for, uh, for instance, and the soccer and the kneeling and everything, you'll have some people being like, America is evil and racist. Mm. The other person will be like, I like America. They don't even, uh, they don't I think even, it was, was it Daily Caller or Campus Reform? They went to Georgetown and they were asking about this. They were asking about the Olympic team and they, and they went around interviewing students like Mail on Street interviews and they couldn't find, now of course, you know, there's editing and selection yeah. bias, et cetera, but they went through student after student and they couldn't, they, every single one was getting up there saying, I just don't know how I can root for this team. Yeah, I can root for individual, you know, I can root for Simone Biles. I can root for, you know, various, um, uh, different athletes that are in this. But for the United States, no, I, I couldn't. And, and, and what, if you notice, that's what, how they marketed the Olympic team this year. And what, what annoys me about that is that then those athletes, though, Mega Rapino, they flew mm-hmm. over on American tax dollars, yes. right? Like their team was funded by the taxpayers. So, so they will take all of the good that comes with it. But then for just that, you don't have to say, Megan Rapino, you love America. But for that one moment, as a courtesy to all of us who pay our damn taxes and allow this to happen for you, shut your damn pie hole. And she couldn't do that because that moment is not our moment. It's still my moment. Imagine what, what, if when Megan Rapino kicked a goal, all the fans were like, you know what? You don't get to celebrate. We're going to do this. And she'd be like, wait a second. This is my moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Imagine if you scored a touchdown and, and the fans were like, you don't get to celebrate that. We all need to take a knee and protest what's happening in Bangladesh. The wide receiver would be like, what the hell? I just scored a touchdown. This is my moment. No, it's not. Megan Rapino. if you want to show your, pro- t- your true protest moment, every time you scored a goal, you should have taken a knee right well, no, there. Well, but when awesome. she scored a goal, she it's wanted about her. friggin' applause. It's about her. She wanted to be congratulated. Wait, what, 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 Tamira well, that, that Mensa was our Stock. moment. Let me say one name. Tamira Mensa yes. Stock. Amazing. Who's that? Why? Has she been disappeared from the entire narrative, the entire conversation? Right? I say the name. People are like Tamira Mensa Stock. Like, I don't know who Tamira Mensa Stock is. That I'm sorry. Was, why isn't that name on everybody's right front of mind? Why isn't that front of mind? Defi- why isn't she, she defied the narrative? Because she defied the narrative, and it was some guy on Twitter who went and found her speech well, afterwards. Oh, that, and she was the wrestler. Throw, wrestler. She was she the wrestler, yeah. and she won the gold, and they went to her, she and she had the flag shoulders. draped over her shoulders. And when they asked her, they said, how do you feel about that that flag? And she said, I love the United States of America. I love living there. I love representing this country. It's the most happiest moment of my entire life yeah. just to be here. And you could see the patriotism. They wrote her out of it. Was it was, she's was a, it Forrest who said that uh, it might have been Forrest, maybe it was you that we're actually in this country having a debate as to whether this country should even exist? Mm. As far as yeah. yeah, 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 last week, yeah. That's 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 literally where we are right now as a country, right? And so and and just to to like kind of encapsulate all of this that we're talking about from January sixth to uh, the decline of nationalism and patriotism, it's this is all for show, by the way, right? What's going on on an economic level in this country? is far beyond anything that we've seen before, the divergence of when you talk about class, when you talk about uh, a new aristocracy, all of that's going on behind the scenes, and yet they throw all these things at you Mm. in the foreground to make you forget about it. But when you go back and you actually look at things that have happened in just the past 10 years, or, you know, we're talking about the fall, you know, the fall of Kabul, the end of Afghanistan, right? You know, if you could start with 9-11 and then just go through everything that's happened in the past 20 years and then, you know, you combine that with the rest of the 20th century, right? And I know you guys were talking about that last night. 
that you really realize there's been a whole lot that's going on that actually matters that we are being distracted about that we are being told you know oh they want you fighting you know amongst yourselves over the different national anthems mm-hmm. because they know what they're doing behind the scenes they are robbing you blind mm-hmm. they are putting you in a in they are putting you into perpetual poverty they are putting you to they want you to be perpetual consumers and serfs and everything else and and that's, that's why the where it comes the abandoning thousands of americans in in kabul is unsurprising as tragic as it is it's totally unsurprising because american government has abandoned its people for like you said 20 years they We've look at they look at them as deplorable we wow. abandoned people in toledo and we sent all their jobs to china and mexico we ab- and we give them fentanyl by the way we've abandoned people in in rural america we've abandoned the american West government Virginia, has abandoned Maryland, we talk about the divides of the rich and the poor and the have and the have-nots. And who's making that? Capitalism? No, it's government policy. Right? We've abandoned people to live in the inner cities. And look at what we've done with them. We've given them the worst, literally the worst education in the developed world. And, 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 uh, uh, and there. you want to get and there. And you want to talk about maybe a, pol- a, a rough or a corrupt police force. We've given them that. We've given them crime. And we've given them no education, no opportunity to, to escape. In rural America, we've given them as lousy schools with no jobs and no opportunities and tons of fentanyl. You know, if fentanyl crossed the border and it was killing rich, white, liberal girls in Manhattan, it would have been stopped like that. And Daniel, but it's not, killing poor rednecks, and no one gives a damn. But about not just them. rednecks. So we're you abandoning me in Alaska. in Alaska. So my point is, we abandon people in Afghanistan. American government has abandoned people for for years now. So let, let's for talk years. about this. You got you guys went to Alaska. It was like an energy project, right? You know, so I, it's I, sort I, of just, like just to, uh, I, let, it, let me let me like in just, Alaska. Yeah, I want to preface real quick, mm. uh, just to, to prime this. We went from being energy independent to. Dependent in the blink uh, of an eye, in, in the blink of an eye, and, and, and there's there's a lot that contributes to it. But then you get, you know, Joe Biden's releasing the sanctions on Nord Stream two. You get uh, uh, there's, there's there's other pipelines they're trying to do from Central Asia and the Middle East up into into Europe. They, you know, the, the Biden administration shuts down Keystone. They ban uh, fracking on federal lands. Then the press has the gall to come out and say Biden is not causing high gas prices. I just want to make sure there's a few things that are clear before we get into this. When you shut down the Keystone Pipeline and ban some fracking, speculators say, wow, supply is going to be strained. It's a good time to buy because in a few years, it's going to be worth way more. That instantly drives up prices. That hits you when you buy a gallon of gas. So uh, so it, you weren't necessarily doing an energy project or, or you know, you were going Yeah, I mean, yes, it, yes and no. It was, it was that, but also more than just that. And so when we look at these discussions like – Afghanistan, the Middle East, rare earth minerals, these elements that China is gobbling up around the world, one belt, one road, uh, the petrodollar, so, you know, which obviously Bitcoin is a huge hedge against, right? All of these various discussions that go on, then we never seem to turn around and actually have the discussion of, well, why does all of that stuff matter so much? Why are we so beholden to all of these various things? Is this really the best way to run our country? What if, you know, and I, I say this on Twitter and I've been saying it more since I got back from Alaska is what, you know, I, I don't want to go straight full Fortress America, right? You know, I want to have commerce, obviously I want to have trade, but at the same time is are we running our country in a way that's most beneficial for the American people who live here now today? And are we developing our own resources for the benefit of our people versus putting ourselves at the mercy of these cartels like OPEC, which is a cartel, literally, um, the actual Mexican cartels, et cetera, et cetera, and all of these other various things because we've gotten ourselves 
head over heels for these international agreements rather than just looking internally, seeing what we have here and helping the people of this country. What if we spent two trillion dollars and deployed our military to Alaska to (laughs) nation build in Alaska? The resources, the potential energy. I know. What if we did that? Would the, that, would that you would have you would at least have a tenfold return on your, on your investment. You'd have a that. city, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd have a city of Americans. We've been mining copper as a human race for about five thousand years. We, this was a, a great statistic that we learned right. at this potential copper mine. We've been mining copper for about five thousand. Well, and years copper, as a copper human is the race. big thing they're talking about in Afghanistan now too. Yeah, wow. got tons of copper and lithium, wow. right? Yeah, copper and lithium, right? The amount of copper we have mined over the past five thousand years, we will need twice that. If we are going to all drive electric vehicles by the year 2030. Wow. Assuming that we use copper wiring. Uh, uh, graphene. Part of graphene is that copper. And if it works as a technology, fascinating. But right now we use copper. Yeah. Right? And so we, we need copper. Your, your hybrid vehicle, your, your Prius. And it's going to come from somewhere. Has about 80 pounds of copper. Mm-hmm. And we're, now we have a mandate. And that's just the Prius, right? The bigger ones, and the that, buses that, that, have up to 300 pounds of copper. That's for the electric motors, right? Ex- ex- that's, yeah. all for, that's all part of the battery. Exactly. That's the battery, yeah, the coil. The coil. The coil for the motor. motor. Yeah, excuse me. Um, we all, we're going to need a lot of copper. Where are we going to get the copper from? That, that's just a, 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 a legit question, right? We're going to need an awful lot of lithium. We're going to need cobalt, cadmium, nickel, gold, graphite. Ch- China right? understands all of this, by the way, very There's well. one China. state that has all of these things, wow. but it's our playground. And and rich white, and I wouldn't say liberals because it's a lot of conservatives who look at Alaska as like, oh, it's so pretty. We shouldn't do anything there. And the reason why we wanted to do this trip is because when you meet Alaskans who say, I would really like a job because there's nothing going on here. But if we open up this mine, I could maybe do something, right? And we'll do the mine responsibly because we are. So, so wait, let, let me tell a story about how you actually get us to the mine, right? This yeah. is, this is like the, you know, we wake up and we're in Anchorage and he said, Jack, we're going to go see the, you know, and it's not a mine now. It's, it's, it's the deposit because not, you know, wow. it has been, it's been tested, but right now there are no, you know, there's no holes, nothing being dug. Nothing right? being no, done. There's, there isn't even a shovel in the ground there right Been now. waiting 17 right? years. And so, so we're going to check it out. So, all right, we're going to check it out. Sure, whatever, Daniel, whatever you want to do. Right? So I got, I got my coffee and then we, and then we drive out to, uh, there's, so, uh, Alaska is big, right? <laughs> you know, and, and that's, uh, I don't Very mean big. that as an understatement. Alaska so, is massive. Size of Texas? Abs- bigger? Two I think, Texas. It's, I think it's I think it's more like three and a half tech size. It's it's massive. Tex- Absolutely massive. Texas is Texas. Tech <laughs> anyone in the lower thirty eight who's never been there cannot appreciate the scale of Alaska. We just have nothing else like it. On the map, it gets squished, right? The northern hemisphere. Let me, let me, I pulled up an, an overlay image. Oh, yeah. And it stretches from central Michigan to central Minnesota. The Aleutians go, if, if you are in Alaska, you, uh, in the easternmost point, you are in Florida, and the westernmost point, you are in Sacramento. Yeah. Right. Whoa! Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is it, big. It, it stretches from coast to, to coast. To, to be fair, that's the Aleutian Islands. With, if you yeah. include the Aleutians. So right. if, if we want to say just the, 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 the main landmass, yeah. I think it would, it would be fair to say Florida to Nevada? New Mexico. No, no, New Mexico. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so we get in an airplane from Anchorage. We fly about, about an hour. Right, yeah. and then we fly about an hour, so we're going across uh, two bays to get to this this tiny little remote middle of nowhere village village native that's, village that's just sitting there. It's a native village, and then and he says, "All right, we're gonna hang out here for a little bit, and then we're gonna get a helicopter." I said, "What do you mean? We're not like we're not here already, 
right? And we'll talk about the village in a minute. But he said, no, 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 we're going to get a helicopter. So I'm like, okay, fine. So we get on the helicopter. And then the helicopter is, what, another 40 minutes or so? So now you're in the helicopter. You're going 40 minutes, and you're just out. And there's no roads, right? So aviation is actually huge in Alaska because it's so big. Um, I think they have, like, the, one of the highest per capita of private aviation, pilots, pilots licenses, yeah. and everything. Because you, you have to. You just If you want to get... <clears throat> From point A to point B, the roads are, you know, they're not great or they're not, they don't exist in many cases. And so you've got, so we're in the helicopter and a, a New Zealand pilot, actually, Kiwi. And, um. Told to look out for bears. You're told to look out for bears. Look out for bears. He said, they attack. You know, I was petrified. We get up and there. I've done you this were. A yeah. totally were. I've done this so many times that I'm, I'm afraid of bears. And so armed? it took us four. No, the, um, no, we weren't armed. Um, but we did have a helicopter though. Um, <laughs> so we get all the way out there. And we're flying and it's, and I'm look, I'm waiting for like these, we all, you, you see all those, like those, every, it feels like every other reality show is like set in Alaska, right? So I'm looking for the rivers and the streams and we flew over some like at one point, but then for most of it, it's just, it's just barren. Yep. It's just barren, desolate, uh, cause it's tundra, you know, a lot of this is just tundra. So it's, it's frosted over rocks, a little bit of grass, no trees, no anything. trees, and no then trees, no, not, not There's one like tree. like a straight field. I, actually, the, picture just yeah it literally you just sit no trees just, whatsoever just field and Let little tiny bush. and you think and we could seed bomb um pine trees up there and so we get there we and oh, we land God. and i'm like and i'm like all right dan you made me wake up at six in the morning to get all the way out here and it's for this one second i gotta see Wait, this I can't see it. <laughs> it's the same thing as what i was imagining it. it's, yeah. it's barren it's, wasteland it's just, just it's yeah. just barren, barren. Wasteland. it's just nothing i mean not yeah. wasteland, yeah. literally barren land just nothing right and i'm like what is this? And Daniel looks at me and he says, Jack, underneath your feet right now is over a trillion dollars in copper. What? And in six months, that'll be 1.3 trillion. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and I'm like, and I'm looking at him like, did we bring shovels? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's get the copper, Daniel. Let's, yeah, let's, what are you doing? You know? And, and he's like, we're not allowed. Like, who says? Washington. Mm-hmm. And then, and no, that's, why, why, that's why kind of where the, and yeah, I'll, I'll leave those, but that's well, kind of where it, it blows your mind that you're just out in, and by the way, that's only one valley, right? Mm-hmm. You could go to the next valley and the next one over and there could be, that's all we know about, right? I, I understand, uh, you know, environmentalism for sure. Sure. But we're, we're not talking about taking a, 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 a this is not a national park of, mm-hmm. yeah, fifth of Alaska and blowing it up. We're talking about, Probably what is a square mile or, mm-hmm. or or what is even in that is it even that oh it's yeah it's probably probably square mile that's probably an just a square mile in in Alaska which and, is and could I I'm just I'm sorry I would it, it would is not a, it is not literally it is not a postage stamp on a football field what if we just took that two trillion over twenty years instead of Afghanistan and said hey I got an idea let's nation build in our nation and uh, I mean not even Alaska we got Wyoming and, and Montana and the, and how about the, that the reason why we're doing it is not environmental reasons that's the that's the facade is environmental reasons environmental concerns the reason why which is why I started this organization and got into the business because the people who own copper rights in other countries fund groups like the Sierra Club and the National Resources Defense Council and, and Earth First and Environmental Defense Fund. They fund these groups to say we have to protect the earth because they own the mineral rights in Chile. Afghanistan, the Taliban is going to now sell them all to China. Right. They own, they own no, them this, this other is the countries. Big, this is the big thing with the Afghan that with, is with the the Taliban purpose of the energy and China. So China going in, all those photos you're seeing around of of China meeting with the Taliban leaders, right? This is all about 
the copper and the lithium deposits in Afghanistan. And I'm sorry, the 17 year old like kids, like with the tambourines and the hacky sack, who is saying we got to protect the earth. You are a puppet. So You've you never are been a, there. You are a puppet of a huge conglomerate that does not want 1.3 trillion dollars worth of copper on the market because it will affect commodities prices. It's, and so they want to keep it in places that have no OSHA, have no. Imagine a copper mine. Which, in by the way, country. This, this is imagine what was a going copper on. mine in Indonesia. I would encourage you to look up copper mine Chile. Waste. Copper Chile waste. Giant strip mines. Massive pools of like this colored liquid that's apparently super toxic. So I mean, you don't think the EPA in Chile is there making sure that... So you're saying there's no like, there's less... Uh, regulations. That, that's the reason why we like to mine in other countries because you and you can use eight year old girls, hmm. right? Have have the, the in, in, Let, in. Let's talk about where that cobalt's coming from. In the from. Congo, right? The largest cobalt producer. The mines are owned by China, but they're in the Congo. Thirty thousand children slaves work there right now. I'm guilty. I have cobalt in my iPhone yeah. as we talk. <gasps> so you admit it? Absolutely. It turned out, you know, but I'm we just kidding. we just pretend we that it's not happening. Now we hmm. could mine cobalt in other countries. But it would be expensive. Oh, so let's just use the slave children in the Congo because no one cares about the slave children in the Congo. So when we want to open up a lithium mine in Alaska or a cobalt mine or a gold mine or a copper mine, rather than hurt prices, we hire a bunch of hippie kids to say protect the earth. And we start a group called Moms Against Asthma. And we fund <laughs> all of these different people. And they go and they bang and they cry and they talk about raping the earth. And it is all just one but- it is all there's, a there's huge another piece. Lie. There's another piece it's to this, though. So it's after we get back from there, and I'm, I'm it just, and you have that idea, right? And plus, if you actually look at the history of Alaska, um, so Alaska was a territory for a very, very, very long time since like post civil, almost a hundred years, like post civil war on out, and people didn't want to make it a state originally because they were concerned that it wouldn't be self sustaining because they they're thinking, hey, this whole area is just a wasteland. Why should we give them statehood? We're going to have to completely carry them. They're going to pay their way on the way. This is before, but then oil is discovered up there, and so in the 1950s, it gets 59. Um, they started they, the pipeline. They get, they, well, they get the the statehood. Yep. So they get state and they say, well, wait a minute. Okay, now you have the ability to sustain yourselves. There is a reason we are going to give you statehood because then that will give us access to the resources down here that we need in the lower 48. So the whole idea of Alaska was that you will be given statehood and that we will then be able to develop these resources for the betterment of the American people throughout the country, right? These will be our goods. This will be America. We'll put actual Americans to work. We don't have to worry about this, all these trade issues and, you know, the kids in the Congo, et cetera. We can do it all right here. Uh, and we can set it to our standards and we do it just the way we want. Then, so afterwards, I'm sitting there thinking, and it's, it's, it is, you kind of get that like gold bug a little mm. bit when you're sitting there. I, I still have it a little bit where I'm like, there's a trillion dollars. The like, there's a trillion dollars in copper. I just want to go. Can I just get like a nugget, like a little bit, you know? You know, my my wife, she could use some copper jewelry maybe, right? You know, <laughs> and um, she didn't come with us to the, uh, you know, the wasteland. And um, but then he took us to the village. And I got to tell you that of everything that we did, and we went also went up to Prudhoe. We did some of the touristy stuff while we were up in Alaska. But this this village that we went to, the native village, I I can't get some of the images out of my head. And I can't get some of the stuff that so we met with the leaders of the village and I can't get some of the stuff that they told me out of my head the amount of poverty that they live under 60% unemployment in these towns right they and and the towns are all and they're dying because they're 
there's no job. It's so remote. As people understand, it's so remote. They have one little building where they have that. You know, that's the school. They don't have there's and you want to talk about infrastructure, right? You know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, there's no there wasn't even a doctor there. No, like a doctor. Like wow. not even, I'm not saying there wasn't a doctor's office. There wasn't even a doctor. A couple had people like, had cell phones, but there's no internet. Yeah, wow. there was like there's, a physician's assistant. Yeah. I think was the closest they came. And then if you wanted to see a doctor, you better better be able to afford a plane ticket, right? Um, there's no bridge across the main lake that, to get you anywhere. Yeah, um, and the flight no to Anchorage ferry. was about five hundred dollars a person. So if you need to, yeah. go to get your braces. Well, you got to. On top of that, you need to pay the five hundred dollar flight to, to Anchorage. How long it, of a flight is it? To about, about an hour. Yeah. And it remi- it reminded me of um, just some of the some places I've seen in south like Southeast Asia. Yeah, right. So you think places that, that I've been to. The this American, the, but this is America. This is the United States of America. You These think are American citizens. The government is kind of like. Oh, I asked you this before the show, you guys. That they forgive like they basically are ignoring these people because they're the descendants of natives. I don't think that's why, but no. that is also what that's ha- also what's happening because yeah. they'll. Now, what's what's different though is, and Daniel, you know this better than me. The they don't have the same type of I should I guess I could say agreements that were made between the U.S. government and the natives that you would see that you're more that you're more used to seeing in no, no, not that natives are treated well um, mm-hmm. throughout you know U.S. history, but I'm just saying that it's a different situation that you would see like reservations, etc. Throughout uh, the West in the U.S. in the lower 48, the contiguous U.S. In Alaska, they don't have that. This is because Alaska was formed as a state after all these reservations yeah, were formed. Was all right. So what's the difference? Like, how are they, are they abused in a, in like a, some sort of specific way? I mean, it's you obviously ec- it's mentioned economics. poverty. It's all economics and, you know, you, God help you if you need police and if there's some emergency that goes on. There's no cops. Right? I think if you are an Alaska native and you are on your uh, ancestral land, no, you, uh, there's not going to be Amazon fulfillment center, right? No one's going to move a factory there. So, what do you do if you want to stay on your land? What op- what opportunities do you have? Well, natural resources seem to be the most obvious. But we've banned timber, right? The governor told us when we had dinner with the governor. He said Rhode Island has a bigger timber industry than Alaska does. Wow! <laughs> right? Because because why? Because right, Alaska. Right. Alaska, the largest state and the smallest state. Alaska, Why is, that? is it because temperature? It, it's because it's it's our little private park. And so here's pass a lot of rules. Here's and say a you line can't that here's a line that somebody said and uh, that we met up there, and they were like sort of a lot of there's a lot of transplants to Alaska. Um, you know, from the lower 40 people go up there, and I I can't wait to get back. Honestly, this I go to look. I travel a lot for um for my work. I go to I've been to I think 43, 44 <coughs> states plus Guam. And, uh, I loved Alaska. I absolutely loved it. I can't wait to go back. Um, I get it. I totally get it. Just, you know, there for a week and I get it. But, uh, so we met somebody who had previously been a DC staffer. And one thing she was saying was what a lot of people think of Alaska is this is this giant, beautiful national park that I might like to visit someday. And so I'm going to oppose every single effort to do anything that might disrupt my potential dream of being there someday because I have nothing, no idea what I'm talking about, but every time I've watched a, you know, a documentary or a reality TV show, they always show these, and there are some beautiful, um, parts of Alaska that I do agree should be preserved, right? Um, and we're not talking about those areas where we're not talking about those national parks. We are talking about these wastelands, deserts, and mm. and essentially deserts, right? Right? It's tundra is a, is a type of desert, um, Arctic deserts 
that have resources that are incredibly valuable to our people, number one, to our development, to our progress, and add additional benefit, we don't have to deal with China. We don't have to to deal with the Taliban. We don't have to care about any of this stuff anymore because it's right there. And we can do it with environmental stewardship. We can do it with respect for the earth and and, and native communities. And we get the taxes and we get the jobs. I mean, the fact that the president was on the one hand closing down Anwar leases and then saying we want OPEC to produce more oil. You say, well, wait a second. Why? If if you so you're you're acknowledging that global climate change is a myth, because if if OPEC is producing more oil, then that's global climate change. So so right off the bat, your arguments about climate change, you've dismissed them by this statement. But if if OPEC can produce the oil, why can't America produce the oil? Why can't we get the jobs? Be, be, why can't wait, we get you, the tax revenue? Beyond, we, beyond that, real quick, I mean, there there are many. We have hyper centralized in many cities in the United States. Why aren't we? investing in some of these dying towns before you we get off of or, that, or new places like alaska you've got to talk about the general store oh and just the prices of, <laughs> you, of, of just, things just, just tell the story just yeah tell the story. I, I mean just uh in, we we go to this little store um which is i'm gonna the store the store the, the store, store. <laughs> the store is town was this the little town is called iliana 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 alaska how do you and spell it i-l-i uh, it was oh, a- there it is. A- yep. yeah. And it's next to... Beautiful is, name, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's, it's one of the largest lakes in America, actually, is Lake Iliamna, the nice. lake that no one's heard of. It's yeah. one of the largest freshwater lakes um, in, it, in, in America. I'm like, where's the, where's the Disney movie, right? Where's, where's you know, uh, you know, the kingdom of Iliamna, treasure was of Iliamna? Was it Iliamna Trading Co.? That's the store. Is that the store? That was probably the name of the, the, name store. Of the store. Yeah. So I did take some photos. Was it and a blue I, building? I, I should have yeah, given you in advance... So I could show them to you. So this this um, box you, of app, you got like it, everything there has to be brought in by. He plane. has to show you the pictures oh. because <laughs> you would be not believe plane. him. This otherwise. box of apple ja- box of apple box jacks, of apple jacks. Uh, ten dollars and fifty eight cents. <laughs> ten dollars fifty eight cents. Box <laughs> apple jacks. Family size frosted mini wheats. Oh. Ten bucks. Twenty two fifty. Jeez. Whoa. Half gallon of milk. Okay. Six, Sixteen bucks. It's gonna be more. Thirteen forty nine. One of the women. You talk uh, about food shortages. This is where one it's of going. the women said That's food shortage. Yeah. Soda is cheaper than milk, and Disgusting. she said. And when you are seeing American moms put Sprite in a baby's bottle because they can't afford milk, we have a problem as a country. And then, the, but we're saying, but you can't open up Pebble Mine because it's bad for the environment. But the local native women who are literally putting Sprite in their kids' bottles because they can't afford milk, that's not my problem. How far is this mine? You call it Pebble Mine? Pebble Mine. How far is that from the lake? Well, that was the one we had to take the, the helicopter out. To so it was like see. 40 miles or so? Uh, is, like basically, would the pollution from the mine get into the lake? No. And, and that's, that, and that's that, what that's, they've looked into. And that, that's, that's the, the argument. That's the argument. That's I, the I got argument. a question. Is, is yeah. there a potential for geothermal in Alaska? I can't answer. I think there's a. I think there's potential for geothermal everywhere, quite frankly. Yeah. But I'm not positive how so, Alaska's uh, looked into it. I just looked up Iceland, and they're 64 mm. degrees north, and Ilianma is 60 degrees north. Yeah. And so, I look at Iceland, and you know, having been there and talked to a lot of the locals, they said that geothermal energy really revolutionized and 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 pulled people out of uh, uh, poverty. And yeah. it used to be a bunch of coal miners, just very very poor. And then with geothermal, now they have greenhouses and they can produce more of their own food in their own country. And now people live a lot better. Mm. I wonder if the, if the issue is just Alaska is severely underdeveloped in not not even in yes. terms of a copper mine, <laughs> just in terms of yeah. sustaining human life. Yeah. 
Right, and and that's Let's the issue. Let's do it. It sounds awesome. Alaska right, that's, rocks. That's entirely the issue. Is mm. that is underdevelopment, and it's it's because of these. And you talk to the locals, and even we met with local politicians, local leaders, and they all want this. They're like, you know, we're sitting with the local, uh, the town folk, and they were just like, "Do you think we want to live like this and paying, you know, thirty dollars for a gallon of milk? Yeah. You know, you think we don't want a bridge?" You don't think we don't want nice roads? You don't, you think we don't want a doctor? And there, there's a problem we're facing as a country. And I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, and it really is coming full circle to a lot of what we've been talking about tonight. And you said get out of cities early on. All of our policies are focused on living in big cities. You just yeah. said, what about revitalizing small town America, right? There's a reason why Akron came about. And you're like, well, it makes more sense to build brake pads in Mexico now. But for the people who are in Akron or whatever the industry was, that doesn't solve their problem. And what they're left with is poverty and unemployment and opioids, right? But they're, all of our policies are forcing people to America. Well, they're forcing people the... to learn to code, to learn modern. We don't want people to live in rural America. Well, and, and, we... and, and America, rural America is dying as a consequence. We met the, this, this one small business owner and not to get into all the details of, of that we met, just a, you know, local guy ran a business out in um, one of the more rural towns and he was told he said oh well if you move to the city we'll give you tax breaks yep. we'll give you incentives we'll build you a road we'll um, hook you up to power it'll be great and he said no I don't want to do that I, I want to be this is this is where I choose to run my business I want to be here and they say okay then you'll have to pay us to get your road yeah. to get your waste to get your electricity hooked up. You'll have to pay us to build all that infrastructure and put it out there. But if we'll give you all the incentives if you come and move into the city. Look at the way we bend over backwards when we want to build a baseball stadium or a football stadium. Look at the incentives that Cuomo and de Blasio gave Amazon to move into Queens. Imagine if they had made that for Buffalo or Utica or one of those upstate New yeah. York cities that is dying. No one cares about those cities because what do they want you to do? They want you to go to Queens. This is what they um, want you to come to DC. Well, when I'm in DC, talks but about they this. want you to go to urban America because that's where the power is. That's what the Green New Deal is structured for. Combustion engine. Who needs the combustion engine? Alaskans do. If you want to get around, uh, when is it? A, what, what, what what is a, an electric car going to do in Alaska? Because by the way, in case people forgot, the electric car does not work at below freezing temperatures. Uh, so Alaska can't use electric cars or electric planes, right? So we're we're having all of these policies the, 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 the and this electric mentality. car works below freezing, but you, you, not you not not, not below twenty degrees. It will not charge. It won't charge. Will not get a charge. We, we below, actually did have a discussion about degrees. the um, and the you can see there, there were tons of stories during the Chicago polar vortex of people oh, with Teslas yeah. saying WTF. <laughs> I got my hundred and forty thousand dollar Tesla plugged in, but at at negative it was no, it's it's negative temperatures, but it does not even catch a charge. But you can you can like heat the garage that it's in and it'll work. Maybe you could do that. I'm not sure. Wind turbines at the same temperature don't don't get a charge either. Now they're spinning, spinning up a storm. But at negative temperatures, they cannot get really? to generate electricity. Is that a? It's a huge that deficiency. Was a Texas issue. But that's just technology. That's a, that was a part of the Texas issue. That's just the technology. Why can't we talk about? So that? you're saying that's I, shouldn't, another, I shouldn't drive my Tesla in the winter? I'm saying at below <laughs> freezing temperatures, your Tesla is useless. Now I'm sure they will improve the technology eventually. It's got a heater in it. But but that is that is a real problem right now. Really. Just like in cloudy weather, your solar panels don't do very well. And I know this because I have some solar gates on my farm. And when the snow caps cover, when we get good snowstorms and it snows on the panels, if you don't go out and clear it off and you let a whole day go by and then you try to open the gate, 
gates not opening because I can't it didn't remember. Get a charge. I can't remember when I got my Tesla, but maybe it was before winter. This will be fun. We'll see what happens. Yeah, oh, snow. Again, negative temperatures. I'm not talking about you know 30 degrees. I'm talking right. like zero. But, but it's our, it probably our, our, doesn't get that cold here. Our garage is is uh, um, peripherally heated. We don't have a heater in the garage, but it's connected to the house, so it still gets heat. So it'll probably be like 40 or 50 in the garage. So you're probably okay. It'll charge and it'll drive. That's all that really matters, right? Yeah. yeah but I, you know, I worked for when I worked for uh, at O'Hare Airport, uh, Air, O'Hare Airport for American Eagle Airlines. They had, you know, you know the tugs that they used to, to cart around bags. They had electric oh, ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had gas ones. The electric ones barely worked in winter. Interesting. No joke. Yeah. So you'd have to charge them up, and you'd be driving. You got this really crappy LED that says like, you know, seventy percent left, and you're and you're driving it. And in the winter, it would just go. It was like on a golf course. If you can get the electric golf cart or the gas one, everyone tries to get the gas one. Yep, yep. Um, but, but again, these are just the policies that our government is forcing on us that when you question them, kind of like when you questioned COVID, you're, you're ostracized and you're told to shut your damn mouth, right? We have policies that are saying we're all going to be driving electric vehicles, but our strategic brownouts and blackouts because of electric shortages, like Look, you see this, in- They don't is, care about that. Well, see, what happens in, in California when whole neighborhoods are, are without their consent? Sent. They are they are shut off from the grid to protect the integrity of the grid, and you're plugging in your car, and you wake up, and now your car doesn't work, and you say, "Well, you're the one who forced me whoa, to get whoa. the damn electric car," and at the same time, you're turning off my power. But you, the future they want is where no one owns a car, <laughs> which yes. makes sense in urban America, right? And I didn't have a car is, growing up as a kid. And I had no, my no, parents' no, car. Thanks, you'll mom pull and dad. up an app, and but, you'll type in your address, and a self-driving car will pull up, and you'll get in, and it'll take you where you want to go, and you'll get out. I'm never getting in those self-driving on your list of on your list of approved uh common. approved I'm locations afraid. approved mm-hmm. destinations right that's right mm-hmm. you know and yep. so and then we track where you've gone so, and by the way so like, where has jack Posobiec gone in his so right and Are then when and then when nancy pelosi wants to find out all my movements from april 2020 to yeah. january 2021 we shouldn't be giving them ideas but why can't just we just over to all it. of your uber why is it you know what if uber is a good citizen Hmm. They would voluntarily turn over those records. They would also have barcodes on the on the passenger door, so you, you got to scan before you get in the car. Of course, sure yeah, to make sure you have your vaccine. Exactly. I once right? had somebody get in my car, so I was like, I was I was pulled over near, uh, you know, building in Chicago, hmm. and then I was sitting in my car, like typing in my GPS. My doors were unlocked because I had just got in, and then someone walks up, opens the door, and sits down in the back, and I was like, "Yo, what?" And he's like, "Hey." And then I was like, dude, get out of my car. And he was like, is this Uber? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, I'm, oh man. And he got up and laughed. And I'm like, oh, I dude. think that's actually a family oh, guy episode. <laughs> legit, that's legit happened to me. Legit happened to me. That's, that's scary. I know. And, <laughs> I locked my door. Like, it, wow. It's I got scary that someone often. could be that stupid also that yeah. you're like, don't look at the license plate. And uh, I know. I always check the license plate. They say their name when you get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. The driver's name. They U- say your name. Uber for Ian. Well, yeah. I say, I say Daniel actually, but yeah. Yeah, but this is the future. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Yeah. You won't own your house. You'll rent it. You won't own the car. You'll BlackRock rent it. BlackRock will own all the houses. That's right. And they want. And by the way, I don't know if you even heard all this, but because uh, I was on a I was on a text thread, but I don't know if you were on it. That that area that we're talking about right now in Pebble and Ilianma, <coughs> BlackRock is all over it. Oh, oh yeah. no, really? they yeah. have been because they were telling us they said. They had a private plane that flew. It was like a week before we were there. Mm. And they had this private jet that came in. And then there was another one that came a week, just just a week ago, like yeah. just last week. And then I was getting tech because I'm in communication with some of the people. We you know share contact info. And, and they said BlackRock just came back again. 
and probably to make sure it never opens. And they said they well, own they probably own well, mining rights and in other countries. They, were, uh, they think they're at the lodge. Yeah. And, you know, they have their beautiful palatial, you know, fishing lodge and their hunting lodge for the 1% that's up there. Yeah. And and they said, well, who is this? And he said, well, because it's, it's so small. You got to understand that. Like when somebody yeah. big like that comes to town, you you know, everybody knows. But they checked the plane out and it was like, you know, double trusted. So you couldn't really tell. But everybody knew, yeah. hey, this is a black rock. And plane. a couple of billionaires who give hugely to these green groups to stop them from to stop production stuff. Michael Bloomberg. Bill Gates, uh, um, oh, this is the, the, Jeff yeah. Bezos, those three in particular give Michael Bloomberg give over billions of dollars to these green groups. You want to so tell the, the story? The day, those three names. The day after, the Bezos, day after Gates, that happens, Bloomberg, and we we were going to go on our way up to Prudhoe, and that's all. So that's all the way up the north north slope of of Alaska, and the you know I'm, I wake up, I do my morning. I'm sure you do the same thing. You wake up, you do your morning news scan, right? You know it's what's hitting, what's popping, what's out there. What I want to talk about, you know, for the timeline. And I see this one that hits and it's like, is this a simulation? Bezos, Bloomberg and Gates have all gone in and invested in an energy and mineral exploration firm. Lithium and cobalt. Lithium and cobalt in Greenland. (laughs) So uh, we're going to buy it. And so I'm sitting. Why? Why? It was one of the best ideas that came out of the Trump administration right. was buying Greenland. It would be like an Alaska too, right? You know, same idea. It would grant us so much access to another set of minerals. And who's going to go in there now? It's the billionaires. It's China is getting all do you, over do you, there. Do you guys real quick, do you guys uh, know under what jurisdiction Greenland is? Denmark, Denmark, right? Denmark, yeah. Yeah. Isn't Denmark. that crazy? Yeah. Denmark's wow. microscopic, and they got this and massive they get this massive piece We of need land. to liberate <laughs> Green, the people yes. of Greenland what? from the oppressive colonization of the kingdom of Denmark. Mm-hmm. This will be greeted as liberators. Regime. Those, those <laughs> will be greeted same, as liberators. Those same Cuba. billionaires. Regime must end. Those same billionaires will spend a Free fortune Greenland. to stop mining in America. But they will open a mine in another country. I was like, one, I was like did, most, this, did he set this yeah. up somehow for like to have this the come timing out? Was the impeccable. regime of yeah, Alaska must be toppled. Yes. we've discovered oil, and it's time to send in the troops. Yeah, send exactly, the troops. exactly. Freedom. I mean, <laughs> freedom in yeah. Alaska. Yeah, let's invade. Let's invade the. Let's you know. Let's get the neocons on board. We're I mean, going <laughs> to invade the United States. One of my uh, most. We're going to drill here. Yeah, one of my most despised political figures who ran for president last time was is, is uh, Tom Steyer, and he ran <laughs> as a <laughs> green. I have a like, real. Like, I dislike Tom Steyer. You. I have like, a real loathing for him man. because he pushes the green envelope very, very hard. He's all about the green issue, but he is the lar- one of the largest investors. His hedge fund in uh, Indonesian, Chinese, Malaysian uh, coal and mineral rights companies. And it's like, you have no problem if an eight-year-old girl in China yeah, What do you think BlackRock's investing in? But Tripling their investments be, yeah, in China. You will be damned if a guy in West Virginia will work in a coal mine. But like a nine-year-old girl in Malaysia... Totally cool. Tom all for Steyer. it, man. All, all for, for it. it. And, and, and they all just applaud him and say he just loves the earth so much. Mm. That is why I started this organization because it is such a, a I, I, I want to use a, a vulgar phrase and I can't say it. It is such a lie. The whole, the whole green movement is one big scam. And I'm an environmentalist and I pride myself. We were talking earlier about my chickens and my sheep and my turkeys and I love the earth. I'm an environmentalist. I love nature. I live off the grid. I have a well. I, he get out of cities. But we right. need to acknowledge that this is one huge lie. It's one huge grift. And grift, grift just makes me so angry. We 
should go to Super Chats. Yes. If you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and go to TimCast.com. Can I become a member so that you can get access to the exclusive member segment coming up around 11 or so p.m.? Before we throw that out, can I tell one quick other story just from Alaska? Because you have to. It's right. So we talk about the animals and environment. So we go up to Prudhoe Bay, and this is where the actual oil operation, the, the major majority ones were found. These are more than Texas. You know, it's the Saudi Arabia of oil in our own borders, right? It's way up there. Arctic Circle. We're on the Arctic Ocean. I was going to jump in. He stopped me. Um, I was totally going to jump in, by the way, in the water. There, are, like, there are polar bears. And I was like, you know what? I will we're, fight. We're the, not going to go t- jump I'm Jack Posobiec. I will take out those polar bears. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, anyway, so we're driving around up there. And we go through, we go past the pipeline. And of course, remember, this is the most, this hugely controversial Trans-Alaska pipeline. They say, we're going to want to put the pipeline in, right? And it's going to, and then, well, they, what did they say? It's going to, oh, it's going to hurt the caribou. It's going to hurt the reindeer. It's going to hurt them. As we're driving by, I'm sitting there. I'm like, did he set this up? We see a herd of caribou, like, frolicking in the meadow. <laughs> I, I, I programmed <laughs> Right in front of the pipeline. Sending the caribou. And I'm like, is he have a guy with, like, a walkie-talkie with the trailer that's, like, sitting back there? All right, all right, we're driving by. with the, It's like, you know, in Jurassic Park when they drive by, but they couldn't see anything at first, you know. And then, and then we go for another, you know, like, another five minutes, and we see muskox. And we see this whole family of muskox. <laughs> I had never seen a muskox out there yeah. grazing and enjoying the land, and um, wow. and like literally on the area that's right next to the oil rigs, right? And wow. I'm sitting, and that, not even like out in the you know, you know, out in the more the more wilderness part. And I'm sitting there like. He he must have said this is like when Chairman Mao would go in, you know, on the, the train to caribou. inspect the crop, you know, <laughs> and they say, "Oh, everything's great, Chairman. Look how wonderful your policies have been, right?" And then they like, you know, set everything up one spot for him, yeah. right? And it was no, we saw it. What do you I, think? I, I, I saw it with my own two eyes. Bay? Would you go with? Would you take us? Would you go up with us? You know, if uh, come on, lady, we'll all do a trip up so. there have when Starlink is available. <laughs> we can take the show on the road yeah. with uh, with the, the you. You got to do do a week. You do a week and you do one one night in each different spot. You we do for really on we, we have to drive there in the mobile production. It would take us like a month to get there. Oh, we'll fly up. We there. can ship the car. Well, and no, then go but the fly problem is we can't. Ready. You know, we 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 do more than just this show here. We got a bunch of shows, so it's really difficult for me to travel. We could point. ship the car and then fly up when it's there. Exactly. Ship the trailer. It wouldn't be easy. It'd be expensive. We'll get you a trailer. There are plenty of trailers in Alaska. We'll, we'll, long, we'll, long we'll, drive. Build, we'll build the Alaska studio. Yes. So that we can fly there on the weekend. We'll get and then you do a studio. We'll get you a studio. Then, Cast Castle our, North. And then our, our guests, you know, when we have people uh, who come on the show, they'll fly from D.C. instead of just yeah. driving. And they'll fly to Alaska. <laughs> they'll fly to Alaska. <laughs> right? Yes. You know, I, uh, uh, I mean. <laughs> Tim, you're coming. I don't think the answer is a is 100% no. I think it's entirely possible that we could do a small remote stu- remote studio. It's not particularly expensive to get a base level setup mm. for yes. a podcast. And so considering – I suppose the, the, the pulling the resources in is the hard part. Yeah. <clears throat> but getting the space, getting the internet is the hard part. So we need Starlink. I already paid my deposit on Starlink. I hope it's soon. Me too. They, Ooh, they cool. said it's supposed to it's, be this year. And well, it's already it's already up. It's uh, in in New York. It's up. Oh, so great. if you're a New York resident, you probably already got your Starlink. I'm not. We're lower on the East Coast, so they're saying late this year. We're, so we're we're a month or co- two away to getting yeah. Starlink and hundred hundred megabits up and down. My internet. You can put it. You're not supposed to do this, but apparently you can put it on a car. And so long as you're within the satellite range, because they're you have to be under the yeah. My internet you, is you, awful. So once it goes nationwide, we'll be able to drive around the entire country and always have high speed internet, even right. In the so middle you, the of difference, desert. the difference is that you would be instead of so when you're when you're 
traveling now, you're switching between towers as you're constantly going. It's, it's not possible. What this, networks. what this would do is you would be, you would be switching between satellites as they go over. We could theoretically do a show in. So you'd be, ha- you'd be doing moving, handoffs. You know, get like a tour mm-hmm. bus and it'd be handoffs. Yeah. But with a satellite, so there's, there's not, there's not, you have 500 miles before you get to a I handoff. Like that. That's the, that's the range. Well, obviously, yeah, the range is obviously different than a, you know, cell phone tower. Yeah, so once, once we get, once, uh, uh, Earthlink is, is nationwide, even up into Alaska, we can drive anywhere. So they have Earthlink and Starlink? You said when Earthlink is oh, live. Starlink. Yeah. You mean Starlink. Starlink. We gotta build an Earthlink now. Yeah. No, I think Earthlink is a different satellite company. Oh. Let's go to Super Chats! Yeah, that's the dial-up. Jurassic Josh says, when Saki said that no Americans are stranded in Kabul, does that mean she's lying, or did she mean that 15k Americans are just dead already? Uh, so what, what, so it is a lie, and, and it's, it's a, a lie because she's using weasel words, right? When she says they're not stranded, that she's, you know, then trying to say, like, well, because we're there to help them. So well, they're we're not stranded because we're out. trying to get them out, right? Yeah. So, so, so she's so, playing a semantic game. Here, here's the way I explain it. Which is a lie. When uh, Ian, you know, yeah. he goes to the mall, and his car breaks down. Hmm. He calls me and says, yo, my car broke down. I'm stranded at the mall. I say, hey, I'll come and pick you up. But there's a, there's a bunch of traffic, so I'll try and get there, all right? Then as I'm leaving, I'm getting my getting in my car, and uh, you know someone asks me like, "Oh, hey, where are you going?" Ian is stranded at the mall, so I'm going to go try and pick him up. Now, now compare that to what's happening in Afghanistan. A right. bunch of Americans have no way out because the airport's locked down, and Jenseki says we're going to go and try and pick them up. Therefore, they're not stranded because we're on our way. No, they're literally Help stranded. On the way. That's why right. you and, are going. And just just to throw this out there, um, I've actually been told that it's. Uh, you're you're hearing a lot about these like private groups that are trying to go over and get people out. Um, it's the State Department that's shutting down a lot of this stuff. It's not even the military. It's they're getting in. I've spoken to members of Congress about this. I've spoken to active duty people about this. It's State Department that's coming up doors because they want everything to be centralized. They want everyone to be accounted for. When and we all and and in in a regular situation, sure that would be fine. But they're they're sticking with the deadline mm. and yeah. come. August 31st, we are going to see stampedes. We're going to see uh, bloody altercations. We're going to see shootouts. You're going to, you're, it is going to be a, a, a human waste. And there are still several thousand people who are in the remote villages that haven't even gotten to Kabul. Right. People are uh, fleeing to Kabul right now. And and Bagram Air Force Base is 45 miles out. Middle of nowhere. They abandoned it in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere where there were people who were telling uh, Millie and, all, and uh, from what I heard that Austin wanted to do this is send in the Rangers and take it back. Wow. Jump in, take it back. Wait, it's, there's, the, the, the Taliban doesn't have like battalions, you know, that yeah. are like marching around, right? You go in there and you do Ranger stuff and you take care of it, right? Hmm. Let's, uh, let's and they said no, more. they didn't want to Black Hawk down. We got, yeah, I heard that, yeah. Delhi Oplis says, what do you believe would happen to wokeness if the U.S. government collapsed tomorrow? How would this affect the broader Western world? I don't know if woke is is an intrinsically American thing. I mean, I think I think America is pushing it a lot more than other countries, but um, I, I think it's a collapse of Western value thing. So maybe it's 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 ringleader would uh, it, you know, would slow it down if America was gone. But but it, it's just a, it it's another manifestation of of, of well when of, he's saying government I, I kind of get the sense though that he he means more of like the American system hmm. I think what right. would evaporate I, th- I think it would be disappear oh, really? I mean think yeah. of well, any think, think of any post apocalyptic 
movie or series you've ever seen does anybody drive up to the outpost and say you know hey let me in you know the you know the, the cannibals are after me and they say well what are your pronouns you know yeah, yeah no, it'll, no, it'll collapse it's, overnight it's, it's the, not the, like the, that it disappears wokeness only exists within the secure bubble of the yes. u.s you know imperialist state. i feel like there'd be mm-hmm. armed militia roving w- woke militias yeah wo- that are like <laughs> sub- submit or they just massacre people if there's no rule of law they they would, there would be they an, would, listen, listen. I, I, I don't think you're wrong about that i think no, there'd no, be no. an extent of that you, you're, you're not wrong but that would be like the first week mm. and then all of the the the, the, the commando ex-military veterans who are anti-woke <laughs> would laugh at their failed tactics and their inexperience and they get swept out in but force. we're saying just america's gone canada's fine england's fine australia i i think it le- i mean i think america's slow to the woke well, well, in, in America, it would. Oh, in America. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. I'm worldwide. Oh, in America, it'd be gone. In yeah, a I'm, I'm talking like a oh, full God, on yeah. collapse for scenario. Talks, totally gone. Um, he was in the Rangers, obviously, and he says whenever I bring up violence, you have like, woke refugees. A way forward. <laughs> he he keeps reminding me that when it comes to violence, one percent of the people are extremely good at it. Mm. And that is who's going to take control if there's ever yep. a, a yep. vacuum. Look, I always say this, and I'll, and I'll <laughs> say it again. You know, people want to get into that conversation about, oh, you know, country versus cities. What would happen? It's, it's, and, and yeah, I there obviously are a lot of guns in, uh, in the country and rural areas. There's a lot of guns in cities too, yeah, right. And there's groups called gangs, and oh, yeah. you can't overlook that. All right, T says, if you read this, I'll subscribe to the website. I got you. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> you be a there you go. That's it. You're done. You're done now. You're done. Joshua Joshua Ryman says uh, Ryman says terrifyingly starting uh, starting to remind me of Saddam and the Ba'ath Party purge of Iraq. Wake up, America. We are all next. Mm. Yeah. So, do you guys know that, that? What was that all like? The history of that? That was like uh, when we went into Iraq. Well, that was the U.S. Yeah, the U.S. purged purge the Ba'ath Party. Party. His. Yeah. Uh, Saddam's cabinet, basically, and then they all became unemployed. They created even more unemployment. Then they became the Taliban. But if you, well, well, uh, eventually, you know, uh, ISIS. Well, ISIS. So there was no. Well, first it was Al Qaeda in Iraq. So there was no Al Qaeda in Iraq prior to the invasion and the toppling of Saddam's regime. Saddam's regime had been against them. Uh, you know, sort of like this, these, uh, radical Islam, Islamists. And then when you forced the Ba'ath Party, and keep in mind, if you were a party member, you were out. Right, you're out of government, you're out of the military, right? So you've got all these people now who are trying to figure out something to do, and they see the the oppressors, they see the occupiers, they view the U.S. as this occupying force, and this gets into the failures of coin, and this gets into fourth generation warfare. That you know, if you look like the occupier, and this is by the way the same for the Taliban, right? You know, in a sense, and I'm just talking about the uh, the 4GW aspect of it. That if you are an 18 year old, right, an Afghan boy. And you, you are 18 today. You have no idea what 9-11 was. Mm. You just know that there has been some country that's occupying your land, that doesn't speak your language, that doesn't believe uh, in your religion, that uh, has all, all sorts of values and demands that they're making of you that have no connection whatsoever to your cultural experience or the, thing, or the way that your people live. And they are, tra- they are walking around, marching around with their guns telling you how to live. Right. That's that's your view. All right. DJM says, keep it the good work, Tim. Regarding COVID and vaccine mandates, what worries me is if vaccines and boosters are mandatory, a tyrannical government can put undesirables on no vax lists. Mm. Watch Gattaca. Just watch. Is that, that what they do? Yeah, it's great. Uh, great well, film. it's not about it's it's not about vaccines, but it, what it is about is um, DNA. they call you valids, valids and invalids. 
So you, if you are a valid, that means it's, it's about eugenics, yeah. right? So it's you have good genes, you are a designer baby, uh, your, your parents set you up for success versus if you are a, a natural birth, they call, or the, what they call a faith child or a love oh, child, right. yeah, yeah. Um, then you're considered an invalid and you are sent to you, – you're a second-class citizen. Because, well, I mean, you, you didn't even have your booster. You didn't isn't, even have isn't this. Isn't there like a pilot who's lying or something? Like well, he, so, the, yeah, the, the whole crux of the story is Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And he is – so he was a natural birth, but his brother was uh, a designer baby. And then he, what he does is he becomes a – I think they call it a, a borrowed ladder is the phrase they use, and where he actually – steals the identity not steals but it's he uh, takes the identity of someone else so that he's able to get into this it's sort of like the space program yeah. and then he has to compete and physically and mentally and do everything <clears throat> at the level of one of the valids all while protecting his own genetic material because if anyone finds any dna right. etc yeah. corvidal's in it by the way it's like what they're doing now when you try to steal someone's covid yeah. passport to get into a bar in manhattan exactly uh-huh. well yeah. that's, that's a felony it's really because no what happens is that somebody uh somebody who was an athlete in Jude law's character gets into a car accident well don't give away the whole and, story no, it's just this you setup. want people this to watch it you want people to watch the movie so he so he gets into an accident he's not using his identity anymore so he says well i'll i'll pay to you know let somebody use my identity yeah mm. all right film. ethan ethan kraus says Tim, amazing I, film uh ethan kraus says tim I'm, I'm, i doubt you're aware of this but the governor of guam is trying to mandate vaccines for everyone 12 and older similar to those in new york and la people here are speaking up and taking a stand against lockdown good against lockdown lou Lot, lot of good memories in Guam. Spent, uh, I was deployed there twice or, you know, stationed there and then deployed out to various points of East Asia. Um, you know, Aganya, uh, Agat, um, Santa Rosita, all the different, or, or Santa Rita, excuse me, Santa Rita, all the nice little towns and, and areas. Beautiful, beautiful island. And, you know, it's, it is not cheap to get there, but uh, if anyone has the opportunity, highly, highly recommend visiting Guam. All right, let's see what and we a got. Lot, by the way, a lot of World War II history there as well. Oh, a lot cool. of World War II history. Never Summer says, Jack, you should, set, you should set up a dead man switch with all the dirt you have. You think order- I don't have one? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if something happens to me, I can't even begin to describe the things that my network of people that are currently in the White House and the government would do should something happen to me. Oh. Just, I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Jordan Chapman says, been listening since 2015. Tim, in regards to anime, quick question. Subbed or dubbed? I'm a subbed guy myself. I wanted to ask a long time ago, but I'm a third shift guy and I'm not normally awake for the live shimcast. Uh, subbed, definitely. Subbed. Yeah. I, li- I like dubs. I like the voice actors, but subbed is, you know, the way to go. Plus, listening since 15. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Dubs has gotten better. Awesome. The dubs have gotten better. The dubs have gotten they're, a little, they're, they're not they're, like they used to be. But you know what? Like, for one, I'm not a huge anime guy, but I will just say in general, dubs have gotten better. I like subs for everything because I, I like yeah. actually Same. hearing other languages. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also, you know, it helps I, you, I, if you're learning the language too, it's actually a, very, a great, like when I was learning Chinese, that's one thing I did a lot. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, uh, the, one of the guys that I worked with in Turkey learned English and I asked him how and he says, hey, which family guy? Yeah, <laughs> no, no joke. No, I'm like, is that his? Like, so does he speak yeah. with a Boston accent? <laughs> no, no, no. He's got he's got a Turkish accent. Uh, but you know what I love? You know, I used to watch. Uh, I used to, when I I used to watch anime a lot more. All subbed. I actually started learning Japanese. I've lost a lot of it. But then it's really interesting when you watch it. When you watch the subs and you see the translations, and you're like, hey, that's not what it said. Like they missed nuance or context. Mm. Or often what they do is they'll they'll change the translation a little bit. 
because I think it contextually makes See, this more is, sense to Americans. This is, you know, we've got my, my wife, the linguist, who's sitting over here. She's like, like speaks eight languages, you know. <laughs> so, like, that's really the one you ask that question. Watching, uh, and I she watched, just said that, yeah, like a lot, because uh, she watches a lot of things that where she speaks, she knows both languages, right. and she just says like, no, that like, do you, do you speak French? So I was watching Amelie. Yeah. You guys have seen Amelie, right? Right. I have not. And I watched it with a French guy and he kept pointing out where they oversimplified the sub. Mm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so it was really, really interesting when there's like, there was one specific part and he was like, oh wow, they cut out like a whole sentence. And I was like, really? Like, I don't even know. I don't speak French. I have no idea. Yeah. It's amazing. All right. Let's see. Let's see where we are. Camel of the Mojave says, don't understand we have to kill puppies or people might try to go outside and adopt them. Yeah, you guys heard about what happened in Australia. Australia. Uh, that's unbelievable. Is it because they think COVID's in the dogs? Was no, it, was no, it really, was it really outside. puppies? It was, I don't know if it was puppies, it was a rescue but, dogs. but they were worried but that people well, they were, were going to leave their right? house and go to the, the shelter. They were like, well, you're not supposed to leave your house, so let's just k- kill all the dogs, and that way no one will leave their house. Oh my God. And they killed, they put down several. Yeah, cut off people's dogs. legs yeah. so they can't walk. Exactly. Yeah. Outside. Yeah. What the heck? Simon Ecker says, I'm in New Zealand and we're basically Australia light at the moment. Mm. Our prime minister mm. is using lines like be kind and team of five million to force people to do their bidding. Authoritarianism is running rife and it's awful. Well, uh, I think the sad reality for you is that everybody knows New Zealand is Australia's Canada. So <laughs> when Australia is going to do something, you know, New Zealand. No, the reality is that New Zealand's actually thousands of miles away from Australia. And yeah. People don't know that. When you so fly terrible. between them, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. The Pacific is big. Um, I'm yeah. married to an Australian, and I always joke, like, do you take the bridge when you go to New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't get any laughs, Not but I think it's quite. funny. <laughs> General biochemistry. Ooh, with some criticism. So oh. cops are supposed to lose their jobs to stand up, but you won't say certain words on YouTube so you don't lose your channel. Lead the charge. Well... The officers, there's a big difference between saying, there's a 50-year-old woman with a firearm who accidentally crossed one of the borders. Let's put her in prison. And someone being like, hey, they're censoring us, so I set up a website where we can speak uncensored. I want to keep this channel running so we can keep reminding people that these conversations will continue to happen in a place where we're safe and protected. So big difference between resist and, well, I'm going to blindly enforce violations of the Constitution. But, uh, uh, you know, look, am I happy with YouTube censoring everybody? No, and that's why we decided to create a website where this wouldn't happen. So these cops can simply say, I will not violate the Constitution. And I will tell you this, the, the, the big challenge with censorship is do we sacrifice the 99 things we need to say for the one thing that we need to say? And, and, and it really isn't easy to say yes or no. If the solution right now is we can create a website, use YouTube as a main platform to show people that we're here and we're talking, and then let them know the website exists where we can do independent journalism, it works. But I will tell you this, if it ever comes to a point where we have hard and direct proof of something specific, and it means that we're going to get banned, I'm, we're going to say it. I made videos about that CIA guy whose name we can't say. I won't say it now because at this point, I think it's years later and it's pointless. And I got into a fight with people at YouTube when they deleted my videos simply for talking about a news story. I actually threatened to republish the video on every channel at every hour I normally would. So I'd have like six uploads in one day. Well, like, try me. Well, and but to, do I sacrifice everything? You know, to your point as well, that, you know, there are other localities that are actively trying to recruit police officers that, number one, uh, aren't enforcing stuff like this. And number two, aren't going to persecute you the way they persecute, like, a Derek Chauvin for do, doing your job and following the guidelines that are set up before you. And, 
you could then have the option of going to one of those where A, you're going to be treated better, and B, you're probably not going to be asked to enforce these kinds of things. Well, we got a super chat from Adam Wayne. So he I'm says, not I'm not saying, by the way, you know, for all the cops that you know follow me, I, I get it, I feel you, but when I say get out of cities, it applies to you too. Adam Wayne says, Tim is right. I quit law enforcement after a successful career when Virginia enacted red flag laws. Wow. My reputation was destroyed, but I'm proud. You must stand for something or you will fall for anything. Wow. There is the challenge, though, in that, you know, if you have no choice, you quit. But then what's left? They rehire someone who's willing to do this awful thing. Right. So it's not it's not easy. Right. In this instance. Maybe, maybe to the cops out there, and a lot of them have already done this. So I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to disrespect literally every person who's a cop. I'm saying that there are cops who do these things. If you are a cop and they say, "Hey, violate the Constitution," you just go, oh, "I'm not going to do it," and then be like, "Well, then you know, uh, fire me or you know, go to your union or or, or resist." Uh, and then if they boot you, they boot you. So I'll, I'll put it this way: perhaps the cops shouldn't quit. Perhaps they should just refuse unlawful or unconstitutional orders as much as I won't quit YouTube, but I'll create a, a, a place where we can continue to do the right thing. If YouTube bans me, we've got a, an alternative and we'll accept that. And if you get fired because you refuse to violate the law or the Constitution, you know, well, then you stood up for what you believed in. I've had uh, I've had people that um, that I used to serve with in the, in the Intel community that uh, that have come up to me since I left and they've said, Jack, you know what you do now is what you were meant to do and we we love every minute of of serving with you but what you're doing now is you know everybody thought i was crazy like you should have seen the looks i got when i was like i'm I'm putting papers they're like i had a government job like Mm. you know what are you gonna do to me right i could have stayed the rest of my life and uh (laughs) you know they're like you wanted to go do what (laughs) you know exactly when i started getting you know offers and kind of had this this other path open up but now I've actually had people come back to me and say, you know what, you, you made the right choice. Especially we look at what's going on in the IC now. Justice Stye says, hey, Tim, you should have G. Edward Griffin on with Michael Malice and Alex Jones. Yes. That sounds yes, great. Yes, we should. It's a good show. That, sounds great. that would be yeah. a fantastic show. The new studio that we're building, we have a much bigger table. We can accommodate up to eight different people. Yes. Wow. I don't, I, don't, I don't plan on having eight people. That's a lot of voices. Right. It'd be way too much. <laughs> but, um, you know, we have five right now. And sometimes, you know, you know we got to, uh, you know, Tanya's over here. She can get a microphone. Right? <laughs> we could always just. Uh, so what we're actually planning on doing is just that. We're going to have a couch in the back mm. where. You see, that actually is a good option. Then you could kind of, you know. There would be a microphone bit, for you. You know? you know, so when guests are here and they're, you know, chiming mm. in periodically, they'd be a part of the conversation. I like that. Yeah, we're so almost. You, you could. We're almost at the end. You should say, you know, you oh, of say, course, you yeah, say yeah, hi real quick. Of course. Come on, say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Here she is, folks. Hello, everybody. Hi, <laughs> Tanya. <laughs> so, what do you what do you like better, subbed or dubbed? Subbed. Subbed always. Yes. We watch all the movies. Uh, I love how we watched all the. Um, Serious uh, Japanese, remember that? Uh, That's right. But there's this uh, Japanese uh, detective series we watched. We all subbed like the whole, all the way through. Cool. Um, question though, what of all the languages you know? What's your favorite? <laughs> Do you have a favorite language? Oh, I'm a linguist. I just love languages. Period. Uh, it's Italian. You. Just so you know, it's Italian. <laughs> she loves speaking Italian. We were in Italy. You were like, you were doing the finger. <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> Do you dream in lots of different languages? Actually, um, two languages, uh, German-Russian, English, huh. just two. Oh, like a German-Russian hybrid? What languages do you speak? So, 
，因为我的中文啊、呃、不太好，我觉得。Nation building in Alaska. I saw I saw one. They had like a. It was like a meme, but it was like a.、Um, you know those Facebook marketplaces, and like eighty million dollars one used helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like we've had to abandon our Air Force base because American citizens have overrun it. I guess、yeah. we're going to ask them nicely to not. Yeah, and the State Department <laughs> earlier is they 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 made some comment like, well, they do have a lot of that equipment, but you know they'll have a hard time getting parts. They'll have a hard time keeping it up. And someone was like, Iran still uses the equipment they yeah, stole the in nineteen seventy nine. Iran so, still uses the F four Venom. Clearly, they find parts. Yeah, you know, were, so. <laughs> some of those were built in the fifties, by the way.、Oh, yeah. The, so, the the platforms were、yeah. built in the fifties. Iran got them in seventy nine during the revolution. And they're still up and running. And they're still up and running. That's made better. Then. Brian Knowles says, "I understand your argument, Tim, but these restaurants and mom and pop shops in New York have been crippled for over a year. Their businesses are hanging on by a thread and probably near bankruptcy. And、yep. you know what? That wouldn't have been the case if they all collectively said no. Yeah, it's because they complied with unlawful and unconstitutional government edicts. So again, you're saying too will, that they will reap the benefits of their own actions. It's it's all you, what you're also saying." Is is that、leave、you're you know not just leave the cities but like stand together and fight、right. back, right? Do if you do that, nonviolent civil disobedience, yeah, is like an American pastime. Yeah, and I'm I, I and I'm saying this lightly. I realize I'm not a restaurant owner, but I mean, how many bars did I go into starting at 15 that they never carded me once? You know, now all of a sudden it's like, whoa,、right. whoa, whoa! We need to see your ID. Yeah, it's like you know, like、uh, there are a lot of laws that you kind of turn a blind eye to in that industry. So no, I'm not going to stop people at the door and say, "I'm sorry, I need to get your." Co- everyone here vaccinated? Yeah, okay, everyone, come on inside. Just like when they ask you, "Are you over 21?"、Uh, yes, yes, I am, sir. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Well, and actually, what you just said—that that nonviolent civil disobedience, right? This is, you know, I say this as a Catholic, and a lot of people get this part. Of the Bible wrong when someone slaps you, turn the other cheek. Right?、Uh, Jesus isn't saying that. Oh, you should just submit and be tolerant and let people do whatever they want. It's no. He's talking about defiance.、Mm. Right? It's that. It's that defiance of. Okay, you've slapped me. I'm not going to submit. Slap me again. Right. I've heard that that's keep be- doing it. That's because the Romans would use one hand to wipe their butt, and so it, they didn't touch people with that.、Uh, not it, the Romans, you, but the the people that. And if you, so if you hit him with one hand, it was natural to strike someone with one hand. You'd turn the other cheek so that they had to touch you with the other hand. That's correct. Yeah. Was it the filthy hand? And so it was kind of like an insult to the person, like yeah, right, so use an, your filthy right, hand. Right. So you're actually putting this. This is it's more contextual, right? But the the idea being that、um, then they would have to strike you with the other hand, so that's an insult to them because you would have had to lower. Because if you were not someone of the same social status, then I wouldn't be able to treat you as someone of the same social status because you're just someone I can slap around. All right, Stephen Shalk says, "Tim, geothermal works great in Iceland because it's a volcanic island and is a dividing point for tectonic plates, so the crust is thinner there. It also smells like farts." Yeah. Oh,、does. really? You guys, you guys, yeah. Have you been there? I'm not. But Alaska is also Alaska also has huge yeah, volcanic has, activity. They have so, volcanic so activity right now. It, I mean, we passed three, three active volcanoes、right? on the flight to Iliamna. Yeah. So, wow. Th- three、yeah. at once. So, this is this is a、uh, 
Yeah. Uh, what do they call it? This is not normal. This is very, very weird to have three active volcanoes in a chain all go up at once, according yeah. to this article I was reading. And that's why they also have copper. Because copper is only found in seismic, yes, seismic right. regions, Extremely right? That's, that's right. why Chile has copper. So they're like, why don't we just dig for copper somewhere else? That's not how I hear Australia is like the works. number one copying mining country. Then Chile is number two. Is that? Is I know. I know Australia has a ton of of coal. It's the world's largest coal producer. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have copper. I mean, Australia has everything and snakes. Mm-hmm, definitely. All right, we'll do a couple more here. We got Tina Collette saying, "Jack, I live in Wyoming." I see deer and antelopes scratching themselves on gas wells. We have uranium and rare earth mineral, but they are literally on sacred ground. Google Bear Lodge Devil's Tower. Wow. Interesting. All right, we'll do this one more. We got Eric A. He says, Ian, I appreciate your high ideals, but we're coming to the hard men history. You need to harden up. We've been comfy far too long at ease at having someone else fight for them. High ideals are a luxury of a comfortable mm. society, I'd imagine. But yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think of the founding fathers a lot. Like Ben Franklin didn't fight. I don't know if he ever picked up a rifle and killed anyone, but he stayed positive and wrote documents that would allow us. Like we're working on the Fediverse, and I know that we're getting closer to completion. This can like, you know, liberate people's social media if you can subscribe to people with crypto. And yeah, I remember, I remember Frank, Franklin was a lot older. Yeah, he was like 30 years older than Jefferson yeah, he's, or something. Yeah, he's, he's considerably older. Like 70. Yeah. Um, so he was, he was kind of like the old, you know, the wise old man of the group mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but, you know, of course, Washington fought, but, uh, you know, Jefferson, you know, didn't fight himself. Um, but, but right. So Franklin was sort of that, you know, that older, wiser, I'm going to try to, you know, make sure that I can keep the North and South together, you know, work over the, Declaration, kind of build a system. Make this all makes sense. Assuming that we've six, that we won, build a system that will sustain that new thing that we won. Mm. Then it will be easier to win because the system will already be there, ready for us to support it. That's my mentality. My friends, thank you all so much. It's been a blast hanging out with everybody and for everybody watching. Make sure you go to TimCast.com, sign up. We're going to have that member segment coming up, hopefully about an hour or so. But, it, you know, we got we a lot of conversation to be had, so maybe it'll go a little long. You'll get a big bonus episode. We had Bannon on the other day, and we went, I think, a little bit over an hour. Yeah. So hopefully it's working. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it is, but sometimes we get weird, you know, encoding issues. But, uh, you can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Uh, you want to shout out Daniel? Yeah, say- Daniel Turner, and you can follow me at Daniel Turner PTF for Power of the Future on Twitter, and same with all the other pro- profiles, and it is always fun to be here. Thank you. Right on, man. Thanks for coming. Uh, this is Jack Wasobi. You can follow me at humanevents.com. You can also read my stuff in the halls of the U.S. Congress where they're going to be going over it and releasing it uh, from Nancy Pelosi to uh, Bernie Johnson and the rest of this. No, but um, yeah, uh, we're going to fight back. We're going to take a stand. We're not complying with this whatsoever. Like I said, I've been to Gitmo once. Send me again. I don't care. <laughs> On the other side. But when I go again... This time around, I'm going to make sure to get the best night's sleep in the whole wide world <laughs> because I will be bringing my my pillow along with me. Would they allow that? I'll smuggle it in. I'll get it in. You, should, you wouldn't believe the stuff that got smuggled in a Gitmo. That's crazy. You have a promo code in case people want to buy. It's promo code POSO. POSO. P-O-S-O. Yeah, promo P-O-S-O. code POSO. I Thank bought you. a bunch of towels because we, need, we needed a bunch of towels because we have uh, the sauna. We have you know a lot of people who are a couple dozen people here. Uh, I think I ordered like 20 towels. Excellent purchase. Have they come? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fantastic. They're, oh, because yeah. I actually, somebody was telling me, I just got in the comments that they had ordered some towels and they were having, um, oh, they no. hadn't come yet. Big old box came and I okay, was good, like, awesome. Okay, good. Uh, thanks for coming, guys. This Alaska thing was really eye-opening.
that was really interesting to kind of visualize. I knew you, see would, be, what you were, I knew would be into that. It's so cool. <laughs> I, I was. I could that, see yeah. what you were seeing, how you were describing it. It was very, very well, enlightening. I, I think it's particularly relevant for Ian because his nickname is Ian. Old Australia. The Destroyer of Worlds. Oh, yeah. yes. Come so, get Ian, come and get me, Crossland. So <laughs> and, any any conversation about the destruction of the planet in any capacity, Ian just goes, yeah. I, 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 think, I think this is the next hour, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. It's Ian. And there's a huge graphite mine in Alaska, graphite one, that they're still trying to open as well. Yes. Huge graphite. Uh, Ian's gonna move to Australia. I thought Ian's about like, moving there. I just like I like the hot more. weather. Mm. Is it really cold? It's Alaska, man. It's On the North Slope, it was 38 degrees. Yeah, I need yeah. this hot sun. I, yeah. I do well in the hot. <laughs> but uh, I'm down. Thanks, Ian Crossland. Check it out. But they do have volcanoes. That's so you, hot. You just hang out with the volcanoes. <laughs> you get your heat. You get your heat. The, the old, the old fashioned way. The old, old fashioned way. A little too hot. If we could stick hot. a giant needle into the side of the volcanoes and sieve it out, yeah. we'd get all that geothermal heat. They were like, "Oh my God, what's going on? It's, it's Ian. He's, 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 he's here with the crappy needle. You'll be like that. Yeah. You'll be like that. That last guy in Pompeii. Get me some. Yeah. And you guys may also follow me on Twitter at Sour Patch Lids. I just wanted to say, on the topic of life being hard, we fail to recognize that the world is a very, very hard place. Violence is the norm. Poverty is the norm. We are incredibly blessed. We've been living in a bubble for years now. Our parents lived in a bubble. Our grandparents even did to some extent. It's about to get hard. Mm. Um, And I'm a little concerned how we're going to respond to that, but I think that we'll rise to the occasion. I guess we'll see what happens. All right, everybody. We'll see you over at TimCast.com for the member segment. Thanks for hanging out. Bye.